Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday night Citizens Against Harmful Technology conference call. I'm Neil Chevrier, the moderator. There are many people targeted in the U.S. and other countries with electronic weapons and organized stalking. It is our mission to expose this technology to people using it and claim our right to the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness for all people. It is also our mission to give empowering, uplifting knowledge and support to the many under duress from this illegal, inhumane program. If it's your first time here, uh, if you like going into chat rooms, you can go to w.talkshoe.com, make yourself a username, password. Don't worry about hiding because uh, technology is making it pretty hard to hide. If you want to use an alias, that's fine. Just this way people get to know you, um, and it, it creates more camaraderie. Anyway, you'll find a lot of good people in the chat room. You can listen to the call from your speakers on the computer, or when you call in too, uh, the speakers will not put out sound for the call, so you don't end up with a delay because there's a difference in signal process timing that makes that happen. So as I said, just use... Uh, star 8 to request to be unmuted, and people can start hitting star 8 now, and when I'm done with the introduction, I'll just unmute a bunch of people, and we can get going in the directions that the call goes in. If you're using a speakerphone to listen, some, some TIs have smartphones, unfortunately. I hope you turn the GPS off in that. I hope you have a metal box to put that phone in when you're not using it because it can be used against you. It's part of the whole smart grid network, which you'll find on our website, citizensaht.org. Um, it explains how the, old, the whole interactive system works. And with 5G rolling in, it's really making every smartphone be like a portable cell tower. So people who have a variety of implant technology that's been used through the years uh, maybe walking through a store and then all of a sudden feel a pain somewhere or have to limp because something's not working right. Uh, a variety of things can happen. Sometimes people are using smartphones consciously against you. And from what I know at this point, I'd say sometimes their phones are being used against you without them even knowing. So an innocent housewife might be going through a grocery list and picking up the stuff she's got on her list, and her phone could be used to, to hurt somebody uh, that's on this list, unfortunately. So uh, anyway, as I was saying, if you're using a speakerphone, it causes an echo back through the call. So if you are unmuted, please hit star six 
while you're on speakerphone. And then if you don't have background noise, just hit star six again to unmute yourself. The podcast happens every Sunday night at 8.30 Eastern Standard Time till about 1.30 in the morning when the call automatically ends. And then in about three to five minutes, I start up a late-night call for the diehards that can't sleep or, you know, stay up late and like the night energy. So uh, let's see. If you go to our website, you'll find a 44-page booklet that's been revised a few times called What is a Targeted Individual? It's very informative, has a lot of do's and don'ts uh, for TIs to help them not get into traps that are typical of this syndicate's methodologies that they use. Um, I think it's $8. Uh, we also have a trifold brochure, uh, which you can just download and print as many of them as you want. If you're not being hit too hard and you feel like letting friends and neighbors and family and you know people wherever you go know some of the things that are going on, that's kind of what the brochure is designed to do, is to help to educate the public. I don't think that people would be too happy if they found out how much of their tax dollars are being used this way. I mean, you know, we set up judicial systems, and this organized crime networks have come along and decided that they're going to serve justice on the prowl and are doing things that are against the laws that we've established and uphold and have done our best to hire people to represent us in that. So uh, if you approach the average public people with the idea that you are going to make them angry because they're finding out their tax dollars are misused and that on some levels this is happening to them, people are being controlled in how they vote and things that they buy, as consumers. Uh, so thanks to frequency technology that's implemented all over the world at this point, everybody's being manipulated to some extent. The views of the callers are not necessarily the views of COT, but you will find many kind supportive people on our calls and a variety of people that need to express their frustrations and perspectives. So be kind to each other have tolerance and patience with each other to help facilitate our progress and fulfill our mission. Remember, it is the diversity and the unity of our group that bring empowerment for everyone. Keep in mind the motives of those perpetuating these crimes and the technology that they're using to divide, conquer, and control. One of their typical strategies is also diversion, disinformation, disinformation and negativity. Uh, the diversion thing is, is really big, you know. You might go into a store and know that when you eat sugar it causes you pain or, you know, feeds parasites, doesn't make you feel good, but you've just got a craving to buy some ice cream or donuts or marshmallows or some of the other worst foods on the planet. Uh, those may not be natural feelings, so put your blinders on and Go buy some pickled beets or sauerkraut or, or something else, some almond butter. If you have sugar cravings, I find almond butter to be a, a real blessing. It takes the cravings away. 
Anyway, much of these effects are from frequency warfare and thought control being implemented to cause these undesired effects. While we're asleep, we are getting subliminals. Uh, one person has stated that it's good to consciously out loud say that you don't subscribe to any subliminal thoughts that are being put in your head um, that are counterproductive to your your health and happiness in your life. This is a real problem because uh, things that you might do to keep yourself happy and as healthy as you can under this kind of duress, you may find yourself stopping doing and realize their motives. They want you to stay home, shut up, and slowly die uh, so that they can profit off you in the many ways that they are doing that. I will also give a warning since it comes to mind that uh, medical establishments have been are cooperating with these organized syndicates and so are laboratories. So uh, I saw in a doc about this syndicate that <clears throat> they give misdiagnosis on people uh, or somebody does have something wrong and they get lab tests back that show nothing wrong or lab test reports that came from other people. So uh, getting a, at least a second opinion is really important. And trusting your own gut feelings and considering going to health practitioners uh, that you consider competent and are also going to be giving you natural medicines in most cases to help your body to regain the homeostasis that it was designed for. It is through compassion and mutual effort that we will accomplish our goals. Be part of the team. Become a targeted individual warrior. And spread the truth far and wide so positive change can be implemented. Uh, like I said, you really have to gauge how much you can handle uh, in the, the playbook that they use uh, for field agents, the whole idea is that you're a bad person, uh, you're slandered to the agent so they can feel like they're justifying their paycheck and they're doing something for their country and all that. Um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of them are probably not inquisitive enough to go do their homework and find out that this is really uh, organized crime has infiltrated our alphabet agencies and is using our tax money to do this and profiting off of everything that they can exploit. I'll do my best as your moderator to make sure everybody gets a turn to share tonight, as long as it's in the best interest of our progress and fulfillment of our mission statement. Talking endlessly, changing the subject, and interrupting break the flow of healthy interaction. So get in the flow, be polite and considerate so we can have a productive call. Uh, if you're feeling frustration and you want to blow off a little steam, uh, it's understandable and, and I'm sure everybody on the call understands. So don't feel like you have to you know, put on your best manners and be diplomatic while you're under this kind of duress. Part of the reason for this call is to be a support system and there really is a lot of understanding people here and we're lucky to all get together because we do understand each other 
and so we have compassion for each other. If you have some kind of an emergency situation that you need to share with the callers to get some help, let me know. Um, give you the time to share as soon as possible. If there's a conversation that's running, if you can wait till uh, that particular topic's been discussed and just give me a few words. Hey, Neil, I, I need some help here. Um, and I'll make sure to pull you out of the background if that's where you are and say, yes, we have somebody who wants to ask a question or has something to share. Um, so it's important to me from five years of being part of conference calls that nobody goes away not getting help or getting to ask specific questions or anything. And truly the variety of people that are here and the the amount of deep researchers that have really been the evolution of the knowledge of the TI community. So uh, we're lucky to have that. And it, it is really the diversity of all of us and the time that you know none of us would be able to do a crash course on development of this technology uh, that's been done in the last 75 years or so. So working as a team is, is our blessing. So have some tolerance and patience with each other. And remember, others are waiting to share, too. So get to the point. Allow any topics being discussed to finish before starting a new one. Welcome to the call. Uh, we're we're definitely you know in the face of accumulating at least 20 years of chemtrails. Um, some people that use pretty high technology devices to troubleshoot people for health issues that mainstream medicine couldn't figure out. And it's come to my attention recently, besides barium, strontium, aluminum, part of the um, Lyme disease complex, thousands of viruses, uh, that it's also been discovered that there's uranium uh, in the chemtrails. So we've accumulated some serious things. You know, as a lot of us have reported, we've seen ourselves age and, you know, our skin looking more wrinkly and, you know, just not having that, that glow that we have that, you know, it's happened very fast. And I can just tell you from looking under a microscope at body fluids that uh, you can definitely see that degradation happening uh, because of the duress and the variety of weaponry that's being used against us. But, you know, part of this is uh, dealing with chemical and biological applications that are meant to cause this degradation. Part of it's dealing with uh, state-of-the-art implant technology. Uh, there's also some information about a fungus called sporotrichosis. For those who haven't heard, you can go over to the YouTube channel Lookout, FA, like F-A, Charlie, spelled with an I-E on the end. And uh, take a look at the information he has uh, about this fungus pathogen called sporothrichschenke. What's being reported is that following his protocol to get rid of the sporotrichosis, sporothrichschenke pathogen, is stopping a lot of the targeting. Uh, 
so there's some reports out there. I haven't really heard anybody in our circles uh, report doing it. It's it's not super easy. You got to do four or five cups of Epsom salt in a bath, and you know, put the water about as hot as you can stand it, and sit in there for 45 minutes a day. And what he shows in some of his videos is uh, a fake skin type thing peeling off of his skin. Let's see, boys and girls in the chat room. This is why I really recommend people not to just come in as guests. Come in with a username and get a password so that uh, people can get to know you and recognize who you are and get more compassion for uh, people that know you and know some of your background history and what you've been through. People that come in as guests use words that they shouldn't use and you know do things that are just obnoxious. Some of them are agents that are getting paid or getting drugs or whatever they get for coming in and causing trouble. And that's their problem. Now, for those that are here doing that, it's really like being a traitor against the human race. And there is universal laws. I've been on the earth for 60 years and see that what you put out does come back to you. I see that real character is built from being a loving, caring person and going the extra mile to make life a little nicer for somebody else, even if they're a total stranger. I see that people that don't get that yet uh, have bad things happen to them and they don't recognize that they're getting back what they put out. So, you know, to get past the emotional reactivity uh, is to actually feel sorry for these people because uh, they weren't given enough information by somebody and certainly we weren't taught in mainstream schools so much. I mean, we were told the golden rule, but to really understand the depth of it, that there has to be some some unwritten laws to living in this reality, uh, because if there wasn't, wasn't, it would be total anarchy. So, uh, you know, for those of you who come into my calls and do bad things against people, that you've probably been told bad things about them that are quite likely not true. I'd have to say after meeting quite a bit of people at the the Unity and Hope conference last October, really a lot of bright, smart, and you know, intelligent, kind people. Warm hugs, eye contact, firm handshakes, just really a lot of good signs. So uh way for, for the people that are on, on my call to just cause trouble. Really take a look at the things that happen in your life, and if you don't like some of those things, don't just call it Murphy's Law. There, There is some more intelligent life forces that help to keep this reality be what it is. And we're learning lessons by things that we test out the waters and go through. So uh, in all sincerity, I really hate to see anybody here uh, bringing hardship on themselves, let alone on each other. And they 
race is at a very serious crossroads uh, where organized crime is studied the psychology of how to turn people against each other so deeply that they have playbooks. Uh, tell the people that work for them, do this and do that to get the end result, which is all they're after. The problem is that things like CERN have been built with our tax money uh, that are doing things technologically that they shouldn't be doing. That makes it a real threat to the human race. Tesla had actually built a device that connected with the magnetosphere of the Earth, and he came to realize that if he would have kept it on, it was going to shake the core of the Earth and basically blow the Earth to bits. And he had to smash it with a sledgehammer because he couldn't shut it off. So intelligent scientists and technologists uh, understand that there are some boundaries. Greedy people lose that. You can give somebody a big paycheck and a pat on the back and get them to do things and even put it under the guise of doing things for the, the good of humanity when, uh, when in actuality it's going to end up weaponized. It happen too often and then when the scientists and technologists go up against them, they mysteriously end up dead, don't they? So I won't sit here and rattle on the calls for everybody. Um, welcome to the call. If you have any questions or comments, things you'd like to share, hit star 8 on your phone, and I'll... York, are you there? Connie's been talking a lot about using Louisiana hot sauce. So you get in the shower and put Louisiana hot sauce all over your body and melting off polymers, I guess. And what else? Um, basically turned into two-way radios and uh, through all the things that we're ingesting and breathing in, it's making us more conductive to make us more like antennas. It's really that sensitive. Uh, there are reports out there that show that trees make good antennas. So, you know, some people report living under a canopy of trees would, would be better. Uh, I'm here to tell you I was on 28 acres of fir trees with some oaks and cedars, and there was no place that I got any relief. I didn't know much back, you know, 15 years ago or so when it first started becoming really unbearably obvious that I was being attacked. Hello? Yes, hello. Hello, Steve. This is Alex from New York. Hi, Alex. I'm Steve. I'm sorry. <laughs> Steve Neil. Um, uh, this is uh, the technological solution to our problem is, uh, in my opinion, far-fetched. It's like we are behind steps and steps behind the scientists who developed this technique. 
and uh, chasing them, it, uh, in my opinion, it's uh, not going to um, help us uh, to yeah, achieve. Yeah, they're very far ahead of us, aren't they? Right. So that's why I proposed last week on Derek's show to go on hunger strike. And uh, so far, I didn't have uh, support from it. Because to end the program would be the solution. Now, uh, the program is, uh, of course, uh, uh, supported by uh, part of the government and the safe FBI. And uh, uh, if we can do awareness of this, and the hunger strike is most effective, in my opinion, uh, uh, to get awareness about this problem. There is an uh, independent journalist and uh, some people in the media who would like to talk about this, but of course they have bosses which prohibit it or don't let them do it. So I would like, uh, if somebody is listening right now, to tell me opinion about what uh, about this hunger strike. I got some opinions on the Derek show. Everybody said excellent idea, but nobody signed up so far. So if you, if you let me ask people what they think about this idea, I, I would like to hear it. May I say something? Yeah. This is Connie and I'm all about detoxing. Um, we're being hit with radio waves and I make sure I, my stomach is really full at night so I can get eight hours of sleep. Because if you're mostly empty at night and those who go on a hundred bear strike, I would be afraid they are going to really be affected by these energies because when your body is mostly fluid and water, that's when they have um, the upper hand on us. Because and that when I would be afraid the people who do that hunger strike are really going to be affected by the bad energies. Um, yeah, but I'm proposing a hunger strike, which is the easiest hunger strike there is, a rotational hunger strike. People rotate. Everybody who volunteers uh, goes on strike for 24 or 36 hours, whatever he can or decided he can do it. In this case, uh, and uh, others who are just, like everybody said, there are millions of TIs. You know, they can come just for support, holding signs and uh, bringing equipment to read the frequencies and stuff like that. A support group is the most important. People who would come just to uh, to 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 raise awareness about this, people around the tent that will be a hunger strike would be held in a, a tent. Let's say put up a tent over there. People rotating, some five people, whatever, whoever decide to do it. But the most important people would come, and the media would come probably, and. Uh, People in TI community would explain what it is about. What what are we going through? Mm. Mm. Uh, I still have mixed feelings, not only about the frequencies, but about these nanoorganisms that love to 
invade and, and, and thrive and replicate in our body and go through the bronchial tubes and the sinus cavities and the nasal passages and anything that is tubular, like the intestines and, you know, they get into our stomach. And I don't know. I, I think health-wise, um, I, I... Are you talking about hunger strike or are you talking about uh, if it's not for you, then you don't have to come? Some people... I would like to hear from everybody, somebody, because last time on the show, everybody was saying it's excellent idea. Oh, okay. I, I won't speak anymore. Neil, I do want to speak later about the lookout for Charlie and give out my number for those who want to want relief. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anybody has anything they want to share or questions you want to ask or topics you'd like some information on, hit star eight on your phone. Um, I'd like to encourage more people to go to darkwebnews.com and consider following the instructions. There are explicit instructions on that page. Uh, to get yourself a virtual private network for what it's worth and use a Tor browser. Um, what's reported there is that 96% of the real Internet is there, which would mean half of the stuff we're studying in mainstream to try and put the pieces of the puzzle together may just be disinformation to lead us in the wrong direction. You know, it's, uh, like I said, diversion is just one of their biggest strategies. So they, you know, want to make you feel like something's coming from a particular source when it turns out that it's not being done the way that we think it is because we don't have classified information. Better understanding of some of the black market technologies that have been given to organized crime networks to be able to do things uh, you know, with portable devices. There's quite a variety of stuff, and you know, we've caught a few people along the way with things in their vehicles that definitely didn't look like mainstream gadgets. Couldn't have been hanging out where they were near us, so it was very suspicious. So if you're kind of computer savvy, you know, maybe don't waste your time on the mainstream internet. Uh, go over and get yourself a Tor browser. Follow the instructions at darkwebnews.com. That's on their homepage, and it'll show you how to get around in what's reported to be the real internet. Then bring some of the information that you find to the calls and and share it. I mean, you know, understand when you see the the playbook uh, that they actually give to agents and how much of it is showing that the, the whole setup is to punish people if they cross the line. And so, you know, as I said, the the people that they think that they're punishing uh have done bad things and in more cases than not they haven't done anything at all some of us are whistleblowers which is why we got attacked in the first place and 
put on a list because it's a challenge uh, against organized crime. For for me, it was exposing designer diseases. So Rockefeller's American Medical Association has a medical mafia. I went through five computers exposing some of the rotten biological warfare agent things that, that they've done. And my involvement with some microbiologists, uh, I'm sure, helped to antagonize the situation. California, are you there? Unmuted. Anyway, uh, you know, you really have to gauge how much you can handle. Uh, me personally, um, and as many of you would probably say, I haven't done anything wrong, so anything you do to hurt me, I don't take it as punishment because people that are doing these things would rather stay ignorant and get a paycheck and a pat on the back and feel like they're doing something to help their country. And, you know, that's just pathetic. There, there's no excuse with an information highway sitting in a computer in everybody's house to remain in ignorance or naivety at this point. So, you know, Take a look around. Go put in a search for targeted individual and see how many things pop up on YouTube and, and all over the Internet. And you, you can't ignore that something's happening and it's being used to. Is, is Alex still on the line? My phone dropped off right after on about the, uh, the hunger strike or hunger strike. I'm here. Yeah. Um, of all, do you have email? I have an email, yeah. Okay. Can you give it? S as Sam, M as Mary, O, I, Nancy, A at yahoo.com. S Moina at yahoo.com. Okay, at Yahoo. And I was going to say, uh, if I was in health, I certainly would, uh, would be with you. I wish I could be in that part of the country to even support, but I'm in very poor health. But I wanted to say, if you if you would consider, I think, a good day to, to if you're going to do something like that, is August 29th, Targeted Individual Day, I think would be an excellent day to do a hunger strike. Well, first, I would like to have people to make a list who are willing to volunteer for this, who wants oh. to participate. I can't do it by myself. I would if I could, okay. because one person okay. cannot do it. Okay. You know? So Thank we you. have to make a list. That's why I ask every moderator to promote this idea to hear if any people will sign up. We, if community doesn't want to do it, so... Be. Yeah, I I I would really love to, but I'm in I'm in critical health. So you just can't stay there and hold the sign. Well, I mean, I I can't even. I'm in the opposite part of the country. I wouldn't even be able to travel there. Oh. So it, it can be done even in the uh, regional. If if each state would, could can be doing it in 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 his own capital in front of the um, state justice department can be yeah i just i think it's very, i think it's smart to to go for the dc in front of in front of uh in the dc area i think that's that's i think that's uh, a good way to 
as I say, from a million, uh, like everybody said, there is a millions. I there, uh, have to make a list, at least a uh, hundred people, uh, you know, but nobody so far. So if yeah. somebody would like to participate, they everybody knows my number and my phone number and my email, so I'm waiting. Okay. Yeah, and just, you know, whatever you feel called to do, it's good to put your suggestions out there for people to share and give their input. And it's the variety of people on the planet that are driven to do certain things and are good at certain things and not other. That's what makes the whole big picture what it is. So Yeah, people can participate. People, uh, people can participate not only uh, to be there, but... Uh, can support group by computers, by uh, uh, going online to uh, spread the information, to to tell people that that's what's going on, that's what's preparing people I want to do this. Uh, you know, if somebody can't do it physically, they can do it online. There is many Alan. ways. If there is a Alan. real... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask you, did you put it on Facebook and stuff, too? I don't have a Facebook. Oh, you don't have a Facebook. Okay. So you're planning on doing it in Washington? In Washington, in front of Justice Department. Okay. Do you have, like, a time frame? Well, as I say, first we have to... It it takes at least a month of preparation. You have to prepare everything. but first, we have to make a list of volunteers who are willing to do this. Uh, Derek signed up on his show five people. Um, so, if you have a time frame, I can. I mean, I'm willing to do it, but I, I just need a time frame so I'll know. You know, I could. It's like say if you said, okay, I'm doing it in July, and I'm like, oh, okay. But if you said. September, I'll be going back to work then, so I can't, I wouldn't be able to do it. You see what I'm saying? So if you had a time frame, so when, once you get a time frame, you're going to let me know. Well, be- before the time frame, we have to have people, participants, but so far I don't have any, just five people sign up uh, on Derek's show, and uh, that's why I'm asking the moderators to be leaders in this. Uh, I'm uh, nobody, I'm like everybody else, suffering. So I just have this idea because it works. It's the most effective uh, thing to make uh, awareness. Uh, Right. So that's why I'm saying every moderator if uh, would uh, willing to make a list of people, then we can organize. A good person, I'll try to get her email again. I had it at one time. Uh, and to contact to help in this matter is Jami Ali, and I'll try to get her email again. That lady uh, can organize people. Okay, have uh, Rosa Parks email. You can uh, contact her and give her my uh, number, and uh, I don't know her. I don't know how to contact her. Okay. What'd you say, Neil? I said I think her email has something to do with Rosa Parks. I don't. The one that I used uh, back before her last uh, protest 
He didn't have that in it. Now he could have changed it. But if oh. you have it, if you have her email, I would love to get it from you anyway. I haven't talked with her for over a year. I think it's my Rosa Parks moment at Gmail. Okay. Rosa Parks moment? My Rosa Parks moment. Okay. I'll try that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What else is going on tonight? How's everybody doing? I am still bombarded. As soon as I close my eyes, the bombardment started heavily. So I have to escape to the subway. The frequencies are uh, less than I can tolerate. But at home, I can't sleep at home because as soon as I close my eyes, they start bombarding. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Well, 5G coming in is not a good thing. It's it's going to make it easier to be worse. can't say I know or understand every delivery system that's doing it, but I sure know enough about the smart grid network. If you haven't been over to the website, citizensaht.org, Skizit's put a lot of pictures that show this whole interactive network, and there, there is plenty of information confirming satellites uh, with the actual frequencies. Uh, There's a GPS frequency in the 3600 megahertz range and uh, a harm signal coming out of them in the 3900 megahertz range. But how do they know when I close my eyes? They're watching you. Your vitals change. They can see you also, Alex. I know they can see me, yeah, but uh, I can see them, a lot of them. I have like more than 70 of them. uh, I make pictures of them and the videos. Uh, I know who they are. So. Well, I'll tell you, after reading the playbook and showing the the whole methodologies that they use just to try and ruin people's day, I wrote an anti-slander paper that I'd be able to hand to people if I felt I wasn't getting good service or was being messed with in ways in places that I went and ask somebody to edit it to make it a little bit more neutral for everybody to be able to to do that. If you're a good writer and you feel like writing an anti-slander paper, um, just consider if we had it on the website, people could download it and print it. Um, that when you get a fee- get a feeling you're being treated badly, you're getting bad service. That you would be able to clarify uh, that these people have been misinformed. Those that may even work for alphabet agencies may show some ID to a person, but. It appears that there's a significant amount of human nature that doesn't question so-called authority. But if we had an anti-slander paper that everybody could print and keep some copies with them to be able to hand them to somebody when you're suspicious that 
somebody slandered you to let them know that these actual people are not working for the people of the world or the people of the United States, that this is a, a takeover of, of all of our infrastructures that are supposed to support and uplift us, that our tax money has been hijacked and, and that it's really actually organized crime in disguise that's done this infiltrating and that you are being slandered and don't deserve to be treated badly. You're not a drug dealer or a child molester or a rapist or uh, a witch. Somebody, I think Connie said they were saying that she was a, a black witch or something. And they're, you know, anything that they can use. Well, if you go over to w dot gangstalking mind control cult dot com, um, and then it's forward slash manual organized gang stalking um, operations and F, uh, FBI's COINTELPRO operation. If you can just get over to there, uh, you'll see a list of their playbook, basically. And when you um, understand what's said there and this this whole air that they're putting up that, you know, these good people that work for the United States are punishing you because it's better than the justice system. It's doing a better job. All it's doing is running people down, trashing their lives, taking their jobs away, giving them lousy service until they either give up on life or die from from the cellular level degradation of having weapons aimed at them 24/7 so they can, you know, violate people, harvest their organs, collect insurance policies. Uh, all of this could be put into something, you know, maybe a little less than one page uh, that you could just fold in half and hand to somebody and say, you know, I just have a feeling I'm not getting service here and, and I think that you should know about this. I mean, the way I felt about it is if you had to go in some place where you needed service, that you would do your best to just show up there spontaneously so that these guys monitoring you don't have the jump on it to be able to go and brief somebody and say that you're a bad person and you should be treated badly um, and then I, be able to I hand like them that piece of paper. Uh, if I may, I'd like to explain to him and others um, yeah. how they, you know, I mean, I've been through the same thing, how they know they can, like, see through our eyes or, you know, I could hit something on the keyboard and it's like I get attacked at the same time, on and on and on. Well, it, it's a lot, they're much more advanced than see through the wall, way, way, way more advanced, yeah. sadly. Um, you can look up for yourself. This is off their sites. It's a, they created, after they were done terrain, map, GPS map terraining everything on the face of the earth. It was called human map terraining. Okay, that first came out, I found it through, uh, I actually seen it on WikiLeaks, but I found all these PDFs that were thrown online from some guys that were worked for the government and the military. And they didn't like what they were participating in on the ground. And they had Cowan's 
Cohen saw pro papers out as anthropologists. And um, uh, they were on Democracy Now! And I'll never forget that. Um, and they were done by 1997. And so what they did is they created, and this is the military's own words, okay? So NSA, you know how they have been uh, eavesdropping on everything, literally, okay? Uh, I mean, they created the Internet through a ARPA, which was early Air Force DARPA. And DARPA is uh, the Pentagon. That's the arm of the Pentagon, so you know. And that's uh, defense uh, research, okay? This is where everything falls under them, you know. Um, They created what's called a SWS. It's called a Sediment Worldwide Simulation. Dr. Robert Duncan worked on all this. It was virtual reality. Now, they've been spraying us for decades. Uh, Heavy, heavy, heavy chemtrails, chemicals, biological, biotech. So what they did, with cloud computing, which has been out long before we heard of it, um, and what goes up must come down. They've been spraying us, and they've ionized our atmosphere, and that was the perfect... What they needed to, is a medium for direct energy weapons, I might add. They sprayed us and sprayed us with something called smart dust. And this was for the smart grid, the smart meters, smart cell phones. They purposely, they, they had this plan. Um, they were starting in the 30s and 40s. Um, so all of us, every one of us, okay, you, me, our precious pets, everything, every blade of grass, every seed, we have a layer, an overlay of smart dust all over us, okay? And, and, and this is where it just gets started. So we became a node or an avatar in a, in a computer. And, and that's all run by an, something called artificial, it's not real, artificial intelligence. Now, you can go, they call it the matrix, and Dr. Robert Duncan, he wanted to, so we wouldn't be terrified, and he wanted to apologize to the world, and he put out a paper out online, you can find it, it's called Deciphering the Matrix, and it's very lengthy, you can download it, copy, print, whatever, PDF it, and it explains it all. And it's funny because I, you know, a lot of this stuff is psychotronics, so you know, and it's really evil. And they created the internet as a weapon. They stole every type of social media that there was and weaponized it, and they did it all purposely. They created what's called the Internet of All Things (IoT). Now we have signals going everywhere, electromagnetics, frequencies, the whole bit. And with the ionization that fell in the smart dust and the smart grid, they can pinpoint to pass your pencil, you know, the tip of your pencil. Imagine and they can that computer can hit you there. Now, right above us are UAV hoverers that have been reclassified as drones. We also have over 30,000 more drones in our skies. And they, they, they can hit you in a certain way. It's all neuro as the brain Remote, so they're doing it remotely. Neuro is the brain. And they're monitoring us. 
It's all for control. And, and, and it's evil. It's sick. It's huge. It's massive. We can't wrap our thinking around it. But, I mean, like, when I hear someone say that their neighbor's LED lights are targeting them, I have to respectfully correct that. Don't be paranoid. It's not your neighbors. I live in a big neighborhood. I have been. I, I, I've lived in a country where my the farmer's wife was, you know, kind of, it was too weird. I knew day one that there was something else going on. That's just me, and I was targeted heavily, and I still am. But one of the things they sprayed down on us, sadly, are these nanobots and uh, super nanites and super plasmas. And like Connie said, we are... We're saturated with it. They want it. This is transhumanism. This is their transhumanism agenda. And, and, and I'm not going to go into the level of evil behind the scenes. I mean, it's the whole thing to me is demonic, personally. I find the whole thing satanic. And they are, some of them. I don't think all of them are. And if you look into what some came out, Mike Passio, they got him to join, and he got out when he found out, and he's whistleblown ever since. And he says, basically, to be a Satanist, they believe in just doing whatever. They have no empathy. They have no consciousness. They think they're better than us, and they're underground in the deep underground military bases, and some of them are in my labs, military labs, and they're researching on us from down there. It's like one big farm. We're all a guinea pig, even our neighbors, everybody is. So they're remote neuromonitoring the neighbor, and they're doing it to you and everybody else, and we got a supercomputer on us, and we're inside as a node, like a computer screen. And it's not your neighbors. They're being targeted, too. They just don't know it. You're, you're, if your family participates, they're called light targets, you know, and... I knew day one. I mean, I watched my relative take orders from the sky. <laughs> and then I got back to where I lived out of state, and my next-door neighbor was taking orders from the sky, and I started looking up. And I was what's that? Eventually, a sheriff told me that I was being followed by drones. And there are a lot of us that are chased up and down highways by drones. And uh, these are like UAVs, and uh, some are like helicopters. You see them down in Florida a lot. And these helicopters down in Florida, Neil, they're classified as drones. And so that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I heard they hover. <clears throat> Do you have anything <laughs> to elaborate on the the self-assembling nanobots and what they're designed to do and the building materials that are being yeah. used and well, put in our bodies to do it? They sprayed it over us for decades, and we didn't know. Tons and uh, I can't count the tons. Tons. They wanted, originally they were hoping to get like 80-some percent of the population. And everywhere I'm reading, they made it to 90, probably about 90, 92 percent. So that's why some people, you go out and some people seem normal to you. And then other times you go out and it's like there's a big group of, I can see people in a grocery store and I just know immediately they're under, they're on a computer. It's It's sad. It's creepy and it's sad. Uh, they're minute. They're so small in size that I don't even think, Neil, you could pick it up with your um, telescope. You'd have to have yeah. something. Yeah, you can't pick this up. This is 
they wanted to control us, okay, with the cloud computing and the sonic sounds, that's DARPA. They wanted to control us with Psi, 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 Mind, and it's in the air, so we're walking in it. We're swimming in parasites as well. These are weaponized parasites. I can't make that up. Parasitics. These are the nanos are self-replicating, sadly. And you were, I read you that on just, the Navy side. You okay. were disclosing okay. something to me about uh, the neurological interface and the gluten and sugar. Um, yeah. I'm really uh-huh. wondering about this. You know, I got Lyme disease in 1990, found out I had an altered biowarfare mycoplasma in 96, and finally found out that I had Lyme disease and that the mycoplasma was just part of it, you know, 10 years later. Uh, so I've been in full-body neuromuscular pain for 27 years. Yeah. With, with microscopes and a Rife machine, I haven't been able to undo all the damage. The CIA has been doing, has been practicing, sadly, researching on, like, they would go into New York City and just release anything. And Lyme disease is, in fact, aligned with uh, Morgellons. And that comes from scientist uh, Harold Vella, as well as he worked in conjunction with the Carnican Institute, which is a scientist, Clifford Carnicum. And that's yeah. one of the first guys. He, he was working on spraying and until he found out what was going on, and he started whistleblowing. Yeah, it's, it's really a time-release, slow death for the profit of the medical yeah. and pharmaceutical industry. But what you yeah. said about the, the neurological interface and causing an autoimmune reaction, uh, what's known as celiac disease, is, is where when you eat wheat, which has wheat gluten in it, uh, it, it actually starts, uh, it, it turns on your immune system. Your immune system attacks the villi, uh, which are the small little receptors to take in nutrients from your food and your digestive tract. And your autoimmune system thinks it's a foreign agent, attacks it, and chews it off until they're like little nubs that can't assimilate very well. Uh, but I'm interested in the link that you're talking about, about causing uh, neurological damage and pain uh, for probably a significant amount of people on the call uh, have a good amount of pain in their bodies because we've been accumulating yeah. all this stuff. Yes. It, it, uh, it's so, they, they created it to attach to our DNA, and it actually went inside our DNA into our RNA. And this stuff, anything that comes in through the blood goes through the heart, and it also circulates through the brain. So we have this in the brain. This is the cause of dementia, Alzheimer's, autism. Keep on going. This is what they've been doing to us. Now, if you eat sugars or breads, you can't have any bread at all. Uh, Sugars, all our food is contaminated, all of it, all of it. Can I add one? Can I add something? Sure, go ahead. There's a lot of people suffering, but they don't need to be suffering. I'm telling you. I, I watched Look Out for Charlie because uh, Kyle told me about it in August, and I watched it in September. 
And I was already doing things because they hit me hard with biologicals and chemicals, like more so than the average person that they're hitting. But I, I constantly try things. I, I'm constantly finding more and more solutions for my toolbox. And I was really happy. I got a call from a lady in Hawaii yesterday morning. We talked a couple hours. And she's like, I've heard you on many calls. And she finally said, you know, I'm going to give this a try. She, she has asthma. So for those of you who have asthma, if you do the Louisiana hot sauce in your mouth or do it, you might want to have your asthma stuff next to you because it could bring on an asthma attack. Now, that didn't stop her. She, she did um, drink the water and, and do her asthma inhaler, but she didn't stop detoxing, and she's finding out that she's having less asthma attacks, um, and she thinks it's because she's getting this stuff off and out of her body. So I urge everybody, Louisiana hot sauce, you can get it at Dollar Tree, Dollar General, your local supermarket, and um, if it's too, if you, you're too burned all over your body, mix it with ketchup. Cayenne pepper is used in organic gardening. It can, and, this, and tomato products like tomato paste, ketchup, um, this breaks down the biofilm. Not anything breaks down the biofilm because I tested things like Clorox and I used alcohol. I used all sorts of things. The things that work are citrus, mint, a lot of, if you cook, use rosemary, thyme, oregano. Um, the parasites they're using, can, they're, they love to go in tubes. So ear, nose, and throat, well, there's tubes that interconnect things, connect things. And I just got off with another TI, and her, her cousin had crystals coming out of her eyes, and now she's going blind. And, and then, you know, I hear story after story after story. How hard is it to get lines? You cut a line and you start rubbing it all over your skin. It's not drying. It'll be, it's, it's very refreshing. Um, so you do the Louisiana hot sauce first. And if you can leave it on your head overnight, um, and if you put extra virgin olive oil on tissue and stick it in your ears, it'll help get the organisms and biofilm out. Um, I put, I've used lime juice on a Q-tip. I've used Louisiana hot sauce on a Q-tip. I've done all, I put, when you do your mouth, um, and this opens up the pores. So after you do the Louisiana hot sauce, then you do the lime. Um, if anything appears crusty, scaly, like a scab or whatever, it's dried biofilm, and you've got to try to get it off. Rub it. If you rub it in circles instead of back and forth or up and down, it seems to be more effective. And then what you do is you use Dr. Teal's Epsom Salt Foot Cream. It smells wonderful. I brought it to the professor's house. They passed it around the table. They're like, oh, this smells so good. Well, I don't only use it on my feet. I use it on the back of my neck, my spine, my butt, my legs, my arms, under my arms. And I rub the lines under my arms because they did put deposits of this. And your heel might look like your heel, but I've seen my scan, body scan, as well as many TIs, and they're using as like human antennas, like transmitters and receivers. And it begins with the feet, and that's how the toxins leave your body. If they get your feet coated and they use our heel like the bottom of the antenna. So, you know, if you, you know, you really have to check your feet, and it might seem like your feet are fine, but take a line, take Louisiana hot sauce, 
you know, use a nail file and scrape your heel and see if you start after you use the lime in the hot sauce, see if you're getting, it might seem like dead skin, but this is bioorganisms and smart dust in a polymer. So um, I, I urge everybody to do this. Urge your loved ones to do it, anybody you care about to do it. I'm even treating my yard. I'm doing lime, Epsom salt. I'm going to grow a lot of hot peppers this summer, <laughs> you know, and, and I grow peppermint. And then when I mow the lawn, I'm going to run over the, some of my pepper plants and peppermint just, just to counter what they're doing because this stuff is nasty. It's um, degradation, oxidation. This stuff will make paper fall apart. It will make wood splinter and split. Uh, metals rust that shouldn't rust. It's really nasty, nasty stuff. A lot of people can get relief. I'm getting more and more calls. I've heard you on the calls many times, and I finally decided to try it. How hard is it to try? Lime, you know, cut get a, a lime fruit and, and get some ketchup and hot sauce, um, some Dr. Teal's up some salt foot cream. And then when you dry off and get out of the shower, get the Equate um, foot powder and, and, and rub that on your legs and your back and see if you get things that feel like sand or um, crystals coming off. Not a, you won't probably get a lot, but whatever you don't get off in the shower, when you dry off and then you do that, it's going to allow you to feel them. And it's also going to make it hard for the biofilm and the organisms to attach to your skin because they're water and heat activated. So when people are shielding, 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 you know, whether you sweat or whether they heat you up or whatever, you're, you're protecting this stuff to grow and thrive on your body. And um, I still eat bread. Um, Sumaya, I don't know if she's on the call, but we compare notes about what we're figuring out that can combat the bio get off the biofilm, and she says when she cleans, she adds a little sugar because it, it seems like um, it, it's attracted to sugar or something. I don't know. I, I haven't done that. I, when I clean, I use lime, lime juice. I use a little Louisiana hot sauce, and um, yeah, because I want to disinfect, kill, kill the fungus, the organisms, and it breaks down the polymers. Not everything breaks down as polymers. I don't care if you shower and bathe every day. Many shampoos and deter laundry detergents and dish detergents, they actually strengthen the biofilm. This is like invisible facelift glue. I don't know. And it can stick to many surfaces. Ketchup and hot sauce, it'll show you if it's on your toilet seat, your door handles, your car windows, your windows. Um, I, I strongly urge people, it's, it's not... You know, I use many other things, and, and there is one guy, Kevin, in L.A., and I wish he would still go on the calls, his V2K. Everything stopped the first week. The sexual rape, the, the, you know, everything stopped. The only thing they did to him after he got everything to stop, he was telling his mom how good he was doing and what he was doing, and they hit him really hard in the eye, and he yelled. And his mom said, what happened? He said, they just hit me in the eye. So Kevin did the extreme. I told him to take um, green tea and let it get to room temperature covered and get, get to room temperature and try to put some drops of green tea in his eye. But he did the extreme, and he put Louisiana hot sauce in his eye because he never wanted them to hit him like that. Now, I've gotten Louisiana hot sauce in my eyes about five times and had crystals and, and gritty things coming out, but it, and it wasn't terrible. 
and I would I would I, I do my mouth like at least two or three times a week. Um, you'll be amazed when you swish this stuff and brush your teeth at what comes out. It, it's really nasty, nasty stuff. Um, so that's what I have to say. And um, if anybody wants my number, I'll give it real quick. It's eight six zero three zero three one eight five four. I don't charge. I don't have a website. I'm not going to put it in writing and email it to anybody. I ask you what you're experiencing, and then I make recommendations. Um, and and um, some people do nothing, and they're calling me back in a few weeks or a month. Some people do some things, and they get a little relief, or they see something come off, but they're not getting a lot of relief. They're not doing enough. And then there's some people that are doing a lot and they're posting on Facebook what they're getting off. You know, Deb from Minnesota the other night said, you know, she's getting a lot of relief. And and I get calls and text messages saying they're getting a lot of relief. So not hard, just try. I mean, yeah, it's let's get more people box. doing this so that <clears throat> they can report what kind of results they're getting. Sounds easier yeah, than you know, the Charlie protocol. I would love for 10 or 20, however many people who get B2K, to do what Kevin did. I, it couldn't have cost more than 50 or 100 bucks. Think of what you spend. I spent literally $50,000 on shielding, um, supplements, cleaning supplies, um, you know, all this stuff. And really, it's... It, it's really I can I can do it a lot for a lot less, and I can do it. For, and and what I what I recommend is um, so look out for Charlie. I think he hits the nail on the head. Unfortunately, when I followed his protocol, they could get this stuff on me quicker than I got it off. So it wasn't um, my skin wasn't protected. And I think when that cayenne pepper and that line. Um, this stuff goes, um, the organisms and biofilm goes into your hair follicles and your pores. And and so you need something to, like, even Neutrogena Deep Pore Cleanser is somewhat effective, but the cayenne pepper that opens up the pores, and not only does it do that, it kills a lot of organisms because it's used in organic gardening to kill aphids and mites and, and, and things, like, similar to what they're using on it. So, anyway... But yeah, getting 30 B2K people to do this and see if they could get it, you know, if it stops, that would be great. Yeah, I'd like to hear more reports of people that are doing this that inspire others to give it a try. Um, may I comment? Uh, Go for it. Yeah, well, I just wondered if she found the source of what was the biofilms coming in. Uh, you able to uh, you know locate any uh, concentrations on say clothing or um, upholstery car any um, like that they they covered everything in my house my property my car they destroyed my Audi they destroyed my Volkswagen Passat and I have another Volkswagen Passat. They keep on, it's on everything. I have sample. If anybody says, oh, you've got to save the evidence. Okay, the evidence is everywhere. It's in my attic. It's in my inner walls. It's in my basement. I do hear them do hits down my plumbing vent pipe. So I have a cover. I have to crawl on the roof and put on the cover. Um, it's a raised cover. 
Um, they also damaged the soffit that the gutters attached to by my bedroom. So it looks like it has termite damage or something, but it's actually a way they can shoot this in. And I have a cement house with plaster walls, but there's an inch between the plaster wall and the cement. And so anyways, um, they, they know, and they also went for my um, pipe that goes out to my side yard. It, it, there's a, 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 whole, a, I don't know, three-inch black tube that goes to my basement. So they even they even expose that and they shoot things through that pipe and then it goes into the I mean they go for my chin. Do you think they drug like a tanker brought a tanker with a pressurized hose with it and then it got entry and then sprayed it everywhere or do you think it was an insider that you let stay there or a uh, neighbor that got had uh, broke the lock? I, I think they're doing it numerous ways. I think they're doing it from the air. I think they're doing it from underground because um, I've heard, I've been in my bathroom and underneath my house, it's mostly cement slab, but I heard somebody drilling down there. And so God knows what they're doing underground. And I heard the other night somebody has a cement house on slab. Do you get the buzzing, the ear buzzing? What? Do you get ear uh, tinnitus? Do you ha- have, like, uh, uh, ringing in the ear? No, not anymore. And a lot of that is directional. So if they try to get it to start, and once you start getting this out, like some of the emails and text messages I got, their tinnitus stopped, the clicking in the head stopped. They no longer feel like they're getting electrocuted or burned. They're sleeping better. You know, like I said, Kevin's my poster child because, he went out and got everything I told him. He did everything I said. I coached him for two weeks. Everything stopped, I would say, the first week. And the second week, here and there, they did a couple of things. I said, okay, you know what area of the body you need to concentrate. And um, they, they, you know, a sign of this, you have clear liquid coming out of your nose or eyes. Um, in your shoes, it feels like they're sand or pebbles, but you know you didn't walk through the sand or should have pebbles because they'll get your shoes and stuff. And that's another thing. To do your laundry, you have to do it a certain way. To clean, you have to do it a certain way. And to detox your body inside and out, you have to do it a certain way. What about permanent hearing loss? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree on all that. What about permanent hearing loss? Does everybody get it, the permanent hearing loss that stays? I don't get that. And I would just say earlier, Neil mentioned uh, my neighbors in Maryland and here, they accused me of being a witch, not a black witch, but they accused me of being a witch. And I joked around and I said, I'm not a witch, I'm a Christian, I believe in God. But if I was a witch, I would be a good witch doing good things. Uh, And they also accused me in Maryland, my neighbors here in Maryland accused me of, uh, or questioned me, accused me of being a hacker. And I'm not a hacker. But I sort of wish I was a hacker so I could find out what, what these pe- what these people do. And, you know, <laughs> I'd hack into their systems, but I, I do not. Yeah, good security. You know, the more levels of security you have, you know, like surveillance, you know, the top would be a surveillance camera that would go, you know, hardwire through your modem into your cell phone. And, you know, there's if you go on, if you go on these security camera sites like uh Alibaba, direct from China, they describe, you know, different levels of, of security, you know, that is on each uh, system they're selling. You yeah, know, whether it, you know. There's a helicopter now, I hear it. 
cheese, you know, when they come at night. That you know, one time I did something, and, and I, you know, you're doing the right thing when they send three helicopters in 30 minutes, each within 15 minutes. Then you know you're some, doing something that screwed them up, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just got burned at noon today. I was I was triangulating, and then I thought, man, this is getting real hot, and my suit, you know, because I, I was protected with a full face shield and stuff. Well, I didn't have a face shield. But, and so then I go change my sprinkler, and boom, you know, it wasn't the guy I thought it was that was doing it. It was the guy next door, and they just trade back and forth, back and forth, now here, now there, you know, and, man, I got sunburnt. I, I got really nailed. Luckily, I had glasses on, but got hit with a sonic, you know. And, and one thing I did was I got lemon and orange extract, and I put a few drops of peppermint, and I held it up to my nose, and I inhaled it. I could feel it going, you know, through my nasal passage, my sinus, my bronchial tubes, my lungs, and I could even feel something going on in my head. Now, I don't think these organisms in this biofilm like it. They don't like citrus and mint. When I do my laundry, I add some lime juice, um, and I add some peppermint, and citrus and mint, they, they go, you know, they're amazing. Whether you yeah, clean. after I got hit with the weapon, all the insects just decided that it was time for lunch and, and, and been eating on me pretty good because there's no immunity now. You know, they blasted all my good bacteria away and stuff. What, and well, when they hit me, whenever they hit me and I can feel it and know it, um, I usually yeah, grab the Equate foot powder and I'll rub it on my back and yeah, all of a sudden I'll get crystals off, but I get them off before they attach to my skin. Yeah, that's when I need a back rubber. <laughs> no, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, I really urge people to do this. You can get so much relief and it's not hard. And the more you do, the better you feel. You know, do your mouth, do your head. Um, yeah, if you put yeah. it in your head, the Louisiana hot sauce, try to put like a scarf or a baseball cap, try to leave it there one hour, two hours. I'll tell you, I went 10, hour, 10 days without taking a shower. And all I used to clean myself was Louisiana hot sauce, limes, apple cider vinegar, Dr. Teal's Epsom salt foot cream, the Equate foot powder. And when I finally did take a shower, I got so much biofilm. I never felt, I haven't felt this clean and seen my skin, you know, it's amazing when you see your skin again and yeah. not the, the layers of smart dust and biofilm on, on your skin. So I, when it's on, I look like I have a suntan, but I haven't been tanning. So, um, yeah. 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 You got to love yourself to have the time to do the right things. If if you don't create that space for yourself, it's, it's bad and, and you'll just thrive off the misery and not you got to really do that. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm telling people, if you pay attention to your own life history and the things that you would normally do and you see that you're not doing some of those things that keep you going, it, it's the same thing with doing things to help ourselves. So, you know, I really expect next week 10 people are going to say, I went to the dollar store, bought 10 bottles of Louisiana hot sauce and some lime and, you know, different stuff and tried the protocol and I'm seeing this or that happen. Uh, I'd like to see some reports. And you don't also the real the lime the mortar lime works good the 
gypsum or the calcium hydroxide that you get at the uh, um, big box store next to the cement section, those 50 pounds for 50 pounds, like 12 or 15 dollars for, and that lime will block the uh, the outgassing of the biofilms if you know where they are. You know, you so you can make a whitewash or just powder your floor wherever you think, and then after a few days or weeks, you'll see that when it it'll absorb the, the biofilm the, and it'll turn black or brown. And first it turns brown, but if you know where it is, the trouble is it's clear, but um, it, it'll stop the outgassing. And it doesn't really hurt if you... I wouldn't breathe it too much, but I don't think it hurts when you breathe it because it's pure calcium, you know. It's it's a food-grade, you know, item. Just don't get it in your eyes. It'll, it'll, block, it'll burn your eyes and make little clumps, you know. But it, it's not that dangerous to dust. So, uh, you know, that's what I do. If I touch a, po- a poison item, I'll just immediately go to the powder and just rub my hands in the powder, you know, and it'll, bam, it neutralizes it, you know. And uh, powder, it, it may cause a little skin irritation, but, you know, it's the cement. When, you, when you're putting more, mixing mortar and, and, and putting block, you know, you don't want it. Well, that's because the cement dries. It's not the lime so much. It's the cement, not the quick lime. The quick lime is fairly safe. It'll cause a little irritation. But lime dust? Yeah, lime dust, the gypsum, agricultural gypsum or the stuff they use for more. Um, you mix a little bit of lime when you set bricks, you know, for the mortar between uh, block or brick. And, right, uh, but I use lime dust that you spray on your lawn, and that's $2.25 for a 50-pound bag, and I think that does the same thing about what you're describing. Yeah, 12, oh, it's $2 at the, it's, oh, $2 I, at the $2. nursery, $2. yeah, nursery, but it's crude. The stuff in, the, the stuff they mix for cement is a little fine, it's ground up a little better, but it's the same stuff, yeah, it's exactly the same stuff, the gypsum lime, yeah. Um, has anybody on the call tried Louisiana hot sauce on their body? One person in the chat room said they did, and all she noticed so far was her skin looked shinier. Sonny, <laughs> can you give us your phone number again? I couldn't hear the whole thing, and I'd like to call you. This is Linda. Yeah, my number is 860 Five four. Um, if you try and your skin, if you try and your skin seems shiny, you probably just loosened up the biofilm. Um, Melissa spoke on Ella's call a week ago, and she said she did her arm, and initially nothing really happened. Then she said, she, you know, she tried again, and yeah, then once you get through the biofilm, then you're down to the sandy and gritty. <laughs> nanoorganisms, nanosensors, nanometals, and that's what you want to get down to. You want to get down hey, to it. Connie? Yeah? This is Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello? Oh. Yes, we can we hear, hear you. you. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, Go ahead, Ashley. We can hear you. 
Well, it looks like she hung up. She'll probably call back in. Yeah, Ashley, I I um, gave Ashley advice probably one or two two months ago. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, for somebody who tried and their skin seemed shiny, you probably just loosened up and smoothed out some biofilm. You've got to rub. Rub in circles if you can. If you rub back and forth, um, you know, that that's okay. But if you can try to go in circles, um, you might start getting things like rubber. It might feel like rubber cement or it might seem like dead skin. And if you have anything that looks like psoriasis or dead skin or eczema or um, a slight raised bump on the skin, it's probably not under the skin. It's probably a biosensor on top of the skin, and, and you can get it off. So do you actually see some kind of skin material peel off? Yeah. Well, it's not so much like, look out for Charlie says, you know, they get, it's like sunburn flaking. So when you're using Louisiana hot sauce or lines, it's not like that. It's more like it'll feel like a rubber ball or rubber cement or like wet glue rolled up in a ball. Really, it reminds me of rubber cement. Yeah. And they get this between uh, your toes. They get it in your toenails, your fingernails. Oh, no. You might be on Hello? Oh, hello? Uh, Connie? Yes. Oh, this is Kiko out in California. Hi, Kiko. Hi. Uh, you Hi. know, I've been, I, I've been trying your uh, products. I've been having a hard time getting uh, Louisiana hot sauce, at least uh, in, in the, the 50 miles around me. Um, the dollar stores won't carry that. Um, the other dollar stores in some other areas, uh, they they carry it. They haven't developed the dollar stores uh, quite up in Northern California as much with that type of stuff. Uh, their headquarters, I might call them, they are in Tennessee. But I did pick up another type of hot sauce. But, um, well, the so that's why... <laughs> My my trials with your method have been hodgepodge. I must apologize. But I did try ketchup, and the first couple of times, I guess I have such a thick layer of the stuff, it didn't seem like, it, I mean, I put too much. And then um, I think this is about the second, no, not second week, maybe three or four days, and I, put, I got another sauce that has hot peppers, but it also has that other, I think, sweetener. But anyway, it was different. The minute, I mean, because I, I was just using free packets from an, another restaurant, uh, which wasn't really doing much because it was didn't have the ingredients that I needed. But this hot sauce has peppers and vinegar and so forth. And the minute I put that thing on, I did get gritty stuff. I mean, uh, and um, but earlier on when I, before I started using the products, I did used to get, you know, the flaky skin and so forth. And I said, what is this and such? But now it's um, it is like rubber cement, and um, I got to the point where I, I just used just a little bit because I was using a lot because I thought well a lot is better. It's not. You just use a little bit and then uh, rub it rub it back and forth and so forth and on and on and on and on. And then uh, I did get this rubber cement type thing, and uh, when I did the second third layer, it actually I got the black color stuff. Um, and um, they've been 
uh, hitting me with frequency sometimes on my foot. And so I, I put the uh, hot sauce on and I would rub it and it would um, actually uh, reduce the, um, the intensity of them uh, of the, the, the pain. And so eventually I just left the hot sauce on all night and I didn't get a chance to get lime, but I just left it on. And that kind of helped to loosen up more. And then um, there was two spots on my foot, um, which I thought was callus or something. But actually, in using the hot sauce, that whole clump actually came off. I said, wow, this this wasn't even uh, callus or anything. It was just that stuff. And then um, what else? Oh, there is another um, substance. I mean... Uh, I have gel packs in the enclosure, which may or may not be the best anymore. Um, I was trying to uh, buffer the uh, vibrations in the enclosure, but now they're they're heating me up, and they're shooting from down below. But now they're making a menace. Um, between the gel pack, and I have some Linquest, um, it's coated with that, that transparent um, jelly-type thing. And um, I've been cleaning... Uh, that stuff off because it makes it hotter. It con- conducts. But I use the the other is, uh, garlic water, and I'll take that stuff right off. But I'm wondering, do you think I should use the Louisiana sauce on it? I think that's the one, and I'm not sure, Neil. Um, you had mentioned that a lady somewhere had uh, clear translucent gel, but you suggested not to touch it because it has a lot of bacteria and stuff in it. And I don't know if that's the same thing, but I've seen a lot of it, uh, even on surfaces uh, where I touch, you know, like um, bottom of some canned goods or something like that. So I don't know if it's one and the same. And uh, I wanted to ask you, Kanye, if you have problems with that as well. Always use gloves when you're going to deal with any of that poisonous gel whether it be okay. yellow, green, brown, uh, translucent, okay. clear. The other thing is, Connie, with this Louisiana hot sauce, I get a big bottle of that in any supermarket in my area for a dollar and a quarter. So, yes. so you might as well go to the supermarket and get a really big bottle And you, if you can't find it in the dollar store. For those that can't find it, I'm just telling you, it's, all, it's everywhere in the supermarket. That's in my part of the country. Yeah, I, I wanted to... I wanted to clarify about the Louisiana hot sauce because I saw a picture um, of some Louisiana hot sauce that Ann had. Is that the kind that you use, Connie? I the use Louisiana hot sauce. It okay, has yeah, but there's pepper. more than one. There's more than one hot sauce called Louisiana hot sauce. Real Louisiana right. hot sauce is made in New Iberia, Louisiana. Okay, but there I is some that says Louisiana hot sauce on the bottle, and it's made somewhere else. So I'm not. I just wanted to see, clarify which one you were using. Uh, more than one has that name. I've purchased about ten different brands. They all contain cayenne pepper, salt, and vinegar. I know a CI, and she ordered them online, and hers came with two dye. Yeah. Yeah. So, dye in it. Um, I think Texas Meat Works is looking Yeah, the vinegar peppers and. Um, no dye, right? Because I think no heat work will work too. Yeah. So if people can't get Louisiana hot sauce, they can get some that's just vinegar peppers, like the lady just got through talking said she found some, and you know, and it worked because it had peppers and vinegar. And 
So yeah, um, and I, I've been, you know, it didn't work for me the first few times either. I had to, I kind of gave up on it and then came back to it. But I guess I had it on pretty thick too because at first it wasn't really doing anything, and then I stuck with it, you know, and started to get more and more off. And also after I after I had gotten some off, but not all of it, then when I soaked in Epsom salt, then the, then it the skin would, you know, those pieces, the big chunks would come off a little bit eat more easily. Like I didn't have to soak as long for it to come off. I mean, not doing it at the same time. No, like I'm doing hot fine. sauce and then later on I do the Epsom salt and it, and it didn't have to soak for as long before I could, you know, get that stuff off of me. Right. So look out for Charlie and using five cups of Epsom salt. You know, that could cost a lot of money. Get the Louisiana hot sauce, the Dr. Teal's Epsom salt foot cream. You can put it on, leave it on all day. And, and then when you go to take a bath or a shower, I, I bring Louisiana hot sauce and I have Epsom salt there too. And I use OxyClean um, because, you know, um, that's a recommendation from one of the professionals that who I'm consulting, you know, using for their services. And it's the OxyClean, you know, that'll help unclog your drains, keep your drains clear. And just like this stuff will clog your plumbing and clog your drains and clog everything, it can do the same to your arteries and veins. Now, if your veins and arteries get clogged, yeah, that can lead maybe to heart problems, stroke, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, you've got to be proactive about this stuff. Don't wait for your, you to get a devastating diagnosis. Be proactive. Try to get as strong and healthy. So you can do all this activism, hunger strikes, and all these things. Um, you know, but you've got to you've got to get stay strong and healthy, and you've got to wake up. I'm telling people. I'm telling everyday citizens. I'm telling PIs. I'm just a walking billboard advertisement for Louisiana hot sauce and lines, and Dr. Teal's Epsom salt foot cream, and you know. Um, y- y- uh, like I said, I did the lookout for Charlie protocol, but when I was doing that, they could get this stuff on me as quick as I got it off, quicker than I got it off. So it wasn't, you know, there's things that you can do to protect your skin. So this stuff doesn't want to attach to you because when that cayenne pepper, oh, and when you use Louisiana hot sauce, if you use a hot sauce with hot peppers, you don't want pepper pieces in there because when you're getting this stuff off, you want to feel the well, I want to. I want to feel the sand, grit, fish scales, whatever I'm getting off. I want to tell I'm getting something off. And when you have something with pepper pieces, it's harder to tell that you're real. You're you're down to the level that you need to get at. To get the you know you're down to. You're getting this stuff off your skin. Mm-hmm. Keiko. Keiko. She's still on. Uh, yeah. Um, I, sent, I I sent you a package before, and it had that African water mint and ginger. Did you find that that helped get this stuff off, or made you feel better? Yes. Um, you know, uh, some some areas are kind of sensitive, so um, that that as well. I like it, and um, I just have to experiment more. But um, in some They've been hitting me pretty hard and, and uh, heat uh, rays as well. And so uh, it's kind of painful in some areas. So I had to reach for the hot sauce for uh, more uh, relief. But the mint, um, the cream that you sent also helped. I was using that before uh, 
I could find some kind of hot sauce. So thank you very much. And I like the scent, too. Yeah, and, and um, garlic and garlic wa- garlic water, so eating a piece of garlic. And, mm-hmm. and if you're cleaning with garlic and garlic water, you know, I saw garlic juice, a little bottle for sale for three ninety nine. Well, if you get a gar- some garlic bulbs, you know, five bulbs for a dollar ninety nine, and then peel a little piece of garlic and eat it, and when you cut the bottom and top, tip off, put them in a jar with water. I've had some jars for two, three months. They never get moldy. They reek like garlic. Um, the only reason why I use Louisiana hot sauce is because I realize it op- it doesn't only kill the organisms, but it helps open up the pores. So when I start using the Dr. Teal's Epsom salt foot cream, because I really want to go deep into the pores and the hair follicles to make sure I, I, I can get this stuff off, out, and, and kill whatever's there um, on my skin and in my pores and stuff. So, um, um, and cleaning with garlic water is an excellent thing, but if, uh, I would say lime juice and citrus um, seem to be longer lasting. Okay. So, um, I to give you, you like that lemon extract from the Dollar Tree store, and if you can have peppermint oil, just put a drop in and wipe things down. It'll smell really good. The citrus seems to cut through the biofilm, and lemon limes work better than lemons. Lemons still work, but lime works. That lime definitely cuts through this stuff. Lime juice, cleaning with lime juice, and adding a couple drops of peppermint. Mm-hmm. Connie, you might want to compare uh, what's popular out here. It's a local product. Compare the ingredients with uh, tapatia. It's the hot sauce that's at the Dollar and everywhere else out here. You might want to compare the the ingredients with that with the one that you like, Louisiana. It might be the same, virtually the same product. I think I tried that one. I can't remember if there were pepper pieces in it. Uh, I did try that one. I, I I tend to get the ones that just say Louisiana hot sauce, and I bought 10 different bottles, and none of my bottles say they contain dye. They all contain cayenne peppers, vinegar, and salt. Oh, okay. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that one. I I haven't. I don't think I have that one anymore. I think I did use it for something. And I keep a bottle of this in my bathroom by my kitchen sink. I keep them everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when I comb or brush my hair, I put a couple drops of lime juice and Louisiana hot sauce. <laughs> because if that stuff, you know, these particulates are flying through the air in my car, in my home, outside, everywhere, and, and I don't want them to attach to me, and they don't like that stuff. <laughs> May I have your phone number again? It's eight zero. Every time you say it tonight, my phone will blip out, so I can't get it. It is what I'm sorry. It's eight six zero three zero three one eight five four. My name is Connie, and I'm in Connecticut. Pretty easy to remember, Connie in Connecticut. Got it. Thank you. And I do want to tell you, Dr. Charlie, some of the other um, things that I, I, I found to be pretty fast, effective, and safe. Yeah. And I want to tell him and that other guy, Tony, who makes videos, because they seem to have a big audience and following. So maybe they can test these out, and if they find they're effective, um, 
promote it on their websites, you know, like talk about it. Because this stuff works. The stuff I'm doing works, you know? Connie. Connie. Yeah. Uh, this is Keiko again. I just wanted to quickly give another feedback uh, in regards to my husband's uh, tooth. He lost one tooth, and then you had suggested, uh, you know, uh, biting or, uh, you know, putting uh, fresh raw garlic, and um, it stopped whatever was going on in his mouth the next day. He didn't more. They were attacking his gum and teeth. So I just wanted to mention that. Oh, thanks for mentioning that. So at the TI conference, we met a lot of who had toe fun- toenail fungus. I mean, uh, and a lot of TIs I talked to have had dental issues. That's a sign. This is on your mouth and in your feet. So, you know, um, you really need to address those areas before, because otherwise you need dental work, and then you need to see, I guess, a podiatrist or, you know, deal with toe fungus. And this stuff does get under the nails and in the hair follicles. And it will go between the toes. And if you get a cut, it'll start invading that cut. And the bad thing about this stuff is I think it can lead to sepsis, especially if you have a compromised immune system, you know, getting into the blood or anything like that. So, yeah. I just have one one last question. Uh, I don't mean to hog up the call. Uh, what about delicate areas, you know, near the groin? Can can you use what products can you use there? Can you use what products where? Uh, near well, excuse me, the button, you know, areas down there. What about uh, your private parts? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've used Louisiana hot sauce in every area of my body. My, I, I've accidentally gotten it in my eyes and got crystals and gritty things coming out. I've got it in my nose, you know, and my, I, I've used it everywhere. And before, uh, about a, a year or two ago, I put sushi ginger in every opening of my body. And I put it on the back of my neck. Sushi ginger is quite effective, too. Ginger is very effective, and it's like a pickled pink ginger shavings. I put them in my ears. I put them in every opening of my body. And I can tell you, when I put them in certain openings, I did feel like a burning sensation for one or two minutes, but then everything felt better. And um, I I definitely think it, it was effective. It's not as cheap as like Louisiana hot sauce and using lime or lime juice. And and cutting a fresh lime is is seems to be helpful because as you dip your fingers in the lime and start rubbing it on your neck or your feet or your legs or your stomach or whatever, it's also getting it off your finger out of your fingernails and your face. So I started having stuff start peeling off my hand and fingers, and I and now I can see my real skin. And and for those of you who have wrinkles or you bags under your eyes, that could also, if you have wrinkles appearing between your hand and your wrist, laugh line wrinkles, um, that can also be a sign that um, you have biofilm because I never had any wrinkles on my face. I never had any bags. And 
all of a sudden I had last line wrinkles, and but now everything's disappearing because I'm detoxing. I'm concentrating on those areas that, you know. Anyways, like I said, it would be great if a bunch of TIs could just try, and then, and then if it works, share with the community and, and share with everyday people because everybody's being harmed. Just say, oh, you know what, and if you ever have an itch, take a little in a hot sauce, put a little on your finger, I bet you anything that itch will go away. Also, you can use Vicks. I use Vicks down near in the downstairs area, and I use that all over my body out, out the shower, too. You can use that. It's very effective, too, because of the menthol, the strong minty. Like she said, peppermint, anything minty, they, it, it, they, it can't stand. So I put that under the bottom of my feet, under, on my um, private area, and your gut buttocks. You can use that also. Thank you very much. And, and if you get any cuts or nicks, I, I just started to try this, and this seems to be effective. Before it fills in with a biofilm and organisms, um, I used something called Arnica, and I found it at a Spanish supermarket near me. Um, other places sell it, and they might include a little Arnica with something else. They have a Walmart, it's something in the first aid section, and it has some Arnica, but this is straight Arnica gel, and it does have a little menthol smelling, and it's an antiseptic. Um, but now when I get a cup cut or scrape immediately, uh, I put that on. Um, and I have used it in other areas of my body, like yeah, while I'm getting off this biofilm. And it seems how to be effective. How do you spell that? A as in apple, R as in Robert, N as in Nancy, I as in India, C as in Charlie, A as in apple, Arnica. Thank you. At the Spanish store supermarket, it was only three ninety nine for a little like four ounce tub of it. But like when I went to Walmart and there was an antiseptic product that contained arnica, it was seventeen ninety nine. Oh. Oh, and thank you very much for the package, Bonnie. Uh, thank you for all the help. Oh, you're welcome. I'm going to send you another one, an anonymous on the line. I'm sending you one. I I'm, I meant to go yesterday, but I, I've been sleeping eight hours for three months now, and if I go to bed at three, I wake, you know, sometimes I wake up and the post office is closed. <laughs> no, thank you. Hi. Yeah. Hi, Neil, Connie. Connie, this is Brenda. I called you a few days ago. I about the hot sauce. I'm in Hawaii. I tried it. Uh, I had a little small cut I, on the, my lip about three months ago. It's a little tiny thing, and I rinsed it off with some tap water. Well, the next morning, my face and my lower lip had swollen up to the point where it looked like my thumb or two thumbs. And I couldn't get it to go down for three months, and I tried everything. And it was oozing. I thought, up until a week ago, I thought maybe I'm going to have to have it lanced at a doctor's office because I was afraid to go be in the TI. Well, I put some Louisiana hot sauce on it. 
And within two days, the thing starts shrinking. This great big knot, on the, like it was so big, it, my face had twisted as though I had a stroke. Well, putting that hot, that hot sauce on the inside and the outside, like every four hours, I did it constantly, putting it on there. Well, now the thing is gone, and the hot sauce killed whatever it was that was living in my lip. Um, so it does work. And I'm the one that also has the asthma. I didn't have to do work because I was still around my mouth. And when I found I had to um, use my inhalers and everything at first to keep, because I started using to brush my teeth when I started brushing my teeth with the hot sauce, and it was cutting off my breath, bringing on an asthmatic attack. So I did the first of things. I took a Benadryl ahead of time when I was going to put it in my mouth for the, for the brushing. And as, and as time has gone on, my asthma and the reaction from the hot sauce being in my mouth isn't as severe as it was before. It's like a, the asthma is kind of slowly um, doing something, going back into the woodwork. So it does help, but you have to, I had to first, when I figured out that it was going to hurt my breathing, I had to do something about that. So I took a equate, a, that's what I call a Benadryl, prior to putting it in my mouth to brush. Well, that's done, and I turned down, and another thing, I gave the hot sauce to a young man that I know, my grandson, because he had, and I kept telling him with the biofilm, his fingertips and, uh, was starting to peel and turn black and stuff. And he's had his for about five months. He couldn't get rid of it either. Well, he put some hot sauce on that on his fingers and hands because it was just peeling away, looking scary. Well, he started using the hot sauce. And he put the hot sauce on, and then he put rubber gloves on over the hot sauce at night while he slept. Well, his hands now look like they did the day he was born. They're beautiful. Um, so he's using the hot sauce. It does work. We're, and we're both doubting Thomas's, but it works. And for the lady that has the problem with the the bottom, the issue with the bottom, the rashes, um, Betadine, it's Betadine gel. Um, if you get up, uh, get some of that, Betadine gel is B-E-T-A-D-I-N-E. Um, it's a gel, and it's red. It's, it's iodine, but it's a gel, but it's called Betadine. You usually use it in the hospital as an antiseptic um, solution for back, um, tropical. If you put that, if you, get, if you can find the gel, put that on your, um, in between, if you've got the rash all up in his private area, rub that. It doesn't burn. Rub that all up in, all up in there, and that will also kill it. Then you can go and start using the hot sauce after it kind of hears for the rest of the body. Okay, I'm done. Thank you, okay. Connie. Thank you. And then Brenda did something really interesting. She got hot sauce in packets. I've never seen it sold that way, but that gives her the ability to hand little hot sauce packets to anybody. And so I'm going to look for those because I want to start doing that. You yeah, know, I bought them on Amazon. Yeah, I'm not so keen on doing business with Amazon because Jeff Bezos, who owns the Washington Post, Whole Foods, um, and Amazon is a a big part of this problem. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Glad to share. Glad to know. 
But anyway. Hi, Kylie. Hi, this is Elaine in Texas. I, I wonder how, what would I do if I, I usually bathe. I hardly ever bathe. I hate to say it. <laughs> Excuse me, maybe like twice a week. I mean, in the actual tub. Because I usually use baking soda and I use these little bath towel things you can buy at the dollar store. They're pre moistened. And I use those a lot to wipe off. But the reason I hardly bathe in a tub is because I know there's something in my water. They have yeah. something hooked on. I can actually see where they've come in the house and cut the towel, T-I-L-E, and resealed it. I think they have some kind of system running through, hooked onto my water line, so that when I, because I can run water in the sink, kitchen sink, base sink, or whatever, and it's thick. That sounds strange, but you can actually hear it drop sometimes. And um, it looks clear, respectively, but it's thick. It's like you can tell it's something in that water. And when I bathe, it just, I I don't take showers. It's rare. But I sit in the water, and it's it's like it just, it's so solid. Whatever is in there is so uh, corrosive that, I mean, it's like even regular soap. It won't hold a sud. It won't hold it, even hold suds. So I, you, my my main question was, oh, go ahead. If you want to know if it's in your water, clean a glass really well, and then put the water from the faucet in the glass, and then put ketchup, hot sauce maybe, and see does does it start gelling up? Do you start seeing brown and black dots? I saw them take fumes from my kitchen drain and bring it directly into the faucet nozzle. I was sitting on a chair in the kitchen, and I saw these white vapors coming out of the drain, going directly into my faucet nozzle. And then I couldn't unscrew the end of the nozzle to put on, like, a water filter. And then I called the town and had them come out here and do a water test, and I told them there was glue in my water. (laughs) And then Uh, the guy said, you want to undo this nozzle to get the water sample? And he couldn't undo it. And I said, you can't undo it because there's glue in the water. Well, these particulates are flying around. They're in your bathtub, on your toilet seat. Everybody, you know, with your faucet, everybody should take some vinegar, white vinegar, and baking soda, put it in a bowl, hold it to every one of your faucet um, things. Close your drains when you're not using them. Um, and, and, you have a, and you also have a drain on this, probably on the side of your sink. The hardest one is the toilet because around the bowl perimeter, there's holes. And, and so anyways, they can get this stuff up through the sewer system. It might not be the water, but if you want to see if it's the water, um, there's also a stick, a dip stick I saw these people using on YouTube, and it tests how many parts per million. So get a, maybe get a water sample, get one of those. I'm going to get one of those sticks or maybe a few of them so I can start giving them away. And to get in the water and see how many parts per million, you can test it with the cayenne pepper, the Louisiana hot sauce, um, or, you know, and, and see. Um, but it's probably in your sink. And so as a precautionary measure, my toilet and my sink, uh, I just take a little bit of sea salt or Epsom salt. And after I run the water, I just sprinkle a little in the sink because this stuff will retain moisture. 
If it's hot, it'll stay hotter. If it's cold, it'll stay colder. That's why when I used to go outside just to get the mail in the winter, I felt like I had frostbite on my fingertips and my toes because they were coated with this stuff. And, and those were harder to get off the toes and the fingers, you know. It, it wasn't that easy, and I'm still getting it off. Wow. My, if I had been using this buff, 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 what, what do they call this thing? It's like a little egg, a pig egg, and I would use it on my dry skin, my heels and stuff, and just rotate until I get it all off and then use a file to, to uh, a metal file to try to scrub what's remaining off my toes. I'm talking about the dry, tough-looking skin. I hate wow. this. I, I'm a person I love to, like a duck. I just love to be in a war. <laughs> Don't okay. know if but I love to open the if you, Luda, if Luda's on the line, she used lines, and she said it felt good. It's not, it doesn't dry out your skin. And if you use Louisiana hot I'm, I'm here, and, yes, New Iberia. That's, that's the, where it's from. So I'm in Texas, and Louisiana's the next state east of us. So, Put some yeah, apple cider vinegar. Put apple cider yeah. vinegar in your tub. In the bath water? Um, yeah, in the bath water. I'm just yeah, I just was people. curious how much because I um, well I was curious how much the the, the, the hot sauce so should you, I put it on before not, again or after? If you really the hot sauce, it, it will kill. Yeah. If you use Louisiana hot sauce, it doesn't only kill the organisms; it opens up the pores. Like when I went to Jeff's house and there was ten TIs there, Peter from Rhode Island said, "I can feel it; it's opening up the pores." When he when he did it, so you can feel it the pores, and then when you use the lines or the doctor teals up some salt foot cream or whatever, it's going to go into the pores that are open from the Louisiana hot sauce, and the Louisiana hot sauce is going to kill all this stuff. Apple cider vinegar products work uh, work too, but yeah, I don't think I do, I do use like sauce. I meant to say I do use the apple cider vinegar. I, I do a variety of things. But I, I was going to say, I even used the garlic clove and just put it in my mouth, un, un, you know, just a whole, a whole clove. I'd like and to just give a burn. warning for, for what it's about worth. Ten minutes. And let me okay. just, can I just say one thing? Um, <laughs> for what it's worth, there's an herbologist on YouTube, Tony Pantelleresco, Herbs and Beads, I think it's called, who does a lot of different stuff has quite a following. Um, he's saying that the apple cider vinegar has nanoparticles in it because of the way it's made, and he's saying that it's safer to use white vinegar. So, uh, you know, I haven't seen any scientific proof to back it. Uh, I'm pretty scientific about everything I can be, so I'm just passing can that Can you in. say that again? Herbs and what? Maybe from the from the factory itself, but I other Herbs than that, I, I wouldn't think that. You saying bees as in bee as in boy? Herbs and beads, yeah, like a necklace. I want to get in touch with him. I want to tell him about Louisiana hot sauce and lime because he has a big following. He can test it out, and I'm telling you, this stuff works. You know, I tried apple cider vinegar. Yeah, it's good. Shea Moisture makes an apple cider vinegar um, leave-in hair. hair uh, it strengthens and restores. 
and it has contains apple cider vinegar and peppermint, and they don't use, they only use organic, and maybe that's the difference. Maybe that doesn't contain nano. It does help when you spray this stuff in your hair. So if any of these particulates fall on your head, they don't like the peppermint and they don't like the apple cider vinegar. Using distilled vinegar, it is helpful to clean. And but lime juice and mint, I'm telling you, it goes a long way. Lemon lemon extract and mint. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Sunny, could you please say again your first? I mean the prefix. I, I mean, um, how do you say? I got your area code, but I mean the prefix. I know it's one. The last four was one eight five four. Eighteen fifty four. Yeah, but what's the three numbers before that? Three zero three. Three zero three. Okay, and you're in you're in Connecticut. Okay, Houston, I call, it would be an 832 area code. I'm in Texas. We have several area codes, but on my cell phone, it's an 832 number. Yeah, and if you start doing this and getting relief, then maybe you want to get hot sauce packets, give them to your friends, your family. I, I went to Easter dinner. My brother-in-law was itching on his forearms. And I said, I have something for that. And I ran to my car, handed him a brand-new bottle. I carry brand-new bottles of Louisiana hot sauce in my car. And I handed it. He put a drop, rubbed it on his arms. Immediately, the itching stopped, and I gave him the bottle. And I said, it's good for Eddie. Yeah. But I'm going to get packed. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, because it's used in organic gardening to kill mites and aphids and you know, all sorts of organisms that, that will kill the the tomatoes and stuff. So anyways, it, it's very effective. And it, like I said, it opens up the pores. So whatever you use next, whether it's lines or Dr. Teal's Epsom salt foot cream or whatever, it, it's going to it's gonna help detox the pores and the hair follicles. And I don't know if vinegar will do it. I don't know if garlic and vinegar do that. I've used all those. I've used many things, and I still do garlic. You know, I I add a little. Garlic does something. It does something because I know it opened my nose, my nostrils up. I even I drank, I I before I chewed on it, I just kind of like had it in my mouth about ten minutes. It was burning. I had a, a full globe, and I was just kind of just gently pressed on it with my teeth. But before that, I drank a glass of water with crushed garlic in it. I waited like five minutes because I heard on the YouTube that it's best to wait at least, at the very least, five minutes before taking garlic like with honey or garlic with vegetable oil. Five minutes to kind of get that sulfuric action going, you know, get it worked up. But I tell you, I took I bit into it, and I left it in my mouth, and it burned. It was burning, <laughs> but I kept it in there. Yeah. I'm so, so many natural here. things. And like I, Neil said, with the detox thing, with the uh, the foot bath, I've been scared to use the electric cord, but I, ha- I have been buying distilled water and other things. I'm just trying just to drink, you know, because I know electric. Um, spring water is um, it's like run with electricity or whatever. Something I've heard. It's more um, I don't know the it, word for it. 
But I, I I heard also heard a guy I know I think he was a perp and I heard him say I only drink distilled water and since then I've been drinking primarily distilled water the kind you put in the irons and stuff so natural things just a lot of natural things the the ketchup the hot sauce the lime all these things we just keep experimenting yeah there's a whole group of people out there and they make YouTube videos, they only drink and use distilled water, like drink and cook with distilled water. They It contains very few parts per million. And they said, you know, bottled water and our tap water contain many more parts per million. That's why I want to get some of these water dipsticks. And what some of these people are saying is, um, people will say, oh, don't drink distilled water. It'll pull vitamins and, or it'll pull minerals from your body. And these people say, yeah, it pulls the minerals and things that shouldn't be in your body. They say opposites attract, so the pure water will pull the bad stuff that can be there out of your body. And also they're saying that because spring water and tap water contain more parts per million, that it allows all these radio waves and Wi-Fi to easily travel through that water. So they said you want pure, clean water in your body. Um, so I've been doing distilled water for three months now, and I, I feel good. You know, I, my brain works. I'm agile. I'm strong. Um, yeah, I heard I, you say I you get eight hours of sleep. I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> wow, that's good. Yeah, wow. you know, I, I only weigh like a hundred and five or ten pounds, and I can lift a fifty-pound bag and carry it. So, you know, um, I don't know. I, I think I'm doing things. I, I think I'm doing something right. I want to do talk to that guy, Tony. And I want to talk to uh, communicate with them. I want to tell them some things I figured out and see if they'll try it. And then if it works for them, then they'll promote it on, you know, talk about it on their website. So the yeah, word gets- and the whole the whole point is to simplify a protocol as much as possible because the lookout for Charlie protocol is is pretty hard. I mean, you you have to spend a lot of your day taking this and doing that and. I don't know about other people, but they'll give you anxiety or heat you up while you're in the bathtub, and it's really hard to stay in for 45 minutes. And, and, and it's expensive. Every day. It's expensive. Forex is like three to five dollars a box, probably four dollars a box, and and to use five cups of that for the I don't know. And buy baking soda. I'm telling you, it, buy a couple lines, the bottom line juice. Dr. Teal's Epsom Salt Foot Cream costs about $3.87, a big tube of it. It smells wonderful. Um, the foot powder costs $2 at Dollar General, $2 at Walmart. You know, this, this stuff, it, it works. And get a bottle of lime juice. Sometimes you can buy it at Dollar Tree. Um, and if you wash your clothes, consider using, like, Super Orange OxyClean. And consider adding a couple drops of peppermint in your washer and dryer when you're washing and drying your clothes. And I'm going to try that because my clothes tend a lot of times to come back with the same way they went. I mean, they just smell better. But I'm like, what? I think there's been spraying some type of glue-type substance on my clothes because I've seen some type of brown stuff on my clothes and on the basket itself. More than one, right? So when the organisms when the organisms die, they can either appear like a rust color or a 
a brownish gray color when they when they when they die. Um, it can smart dust can also be gray, but you know I would say if you wash and dried your clothes and there's anything that appears like a rust <clears throat> stain or like brownish or grayish, then it could be like the dead organisms. And there's some organisms that even when they die, they don't lose their magnetism. Um, I think there's something called magnetobacteria. Um, but anyways, um, I add I add some lemon juice when I wash and dry my laundry. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try doing that orange uh, oxyclean. I, I think I've seen that at the dollar store. It and, uh, sells, recently, yeah, recently I even bought some um, the baking the baking soda that's for the uh, clothes washing. The kind that's more. I've used that. Uh, yeah, add a, washing add a splash of lime juice. Just a splash of lime juice. My, my laundry gets discolored, it, and I add a few drops of peppermint. It, they come out clean, and I don't feel itchy when I put them on. And yeah, yeah, you know, I'm telling you, most laundry detergents they don't work. Uh, I've done Clorox. I've done, and I do run my uh, washing machine every so often. I will run it with nothing in it, and I'll just put a bunch of ketchup and hot sauce, a little lime juice, a little peppermint, and I'll just run it to clean the washer. <laughs> well, see, I had to go to the public washer. I have a uh, washer chair. I mean, I have the local one on my complex. I'm just, you know, right outside the door of it, but I rarely, I think I've only used it maybe twice in a year. But um, I go to the public washer, and I go to different ones. I don't always go to the same one, you know. Uh, Bill? But, um, I'm going to try that. Yes, Barbara. I mean, lime. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sorry if I'm interrupting someone, but I, I have a rather urgent question, at least for my personal uh, use here. I don't, under, I don't understand what this biofilm substance is and how it gets on you because uh, I wear long sleeve jackets uh, 365 days a year. It doesn't matter how hot it is. I cover myself up to protect from the sun. I'm very sun sensitive. Um, at the same time, I uh, wear a hat in the sun, uh, slacks. I don't wear shorts anymore. And uh, how do you get this biofilm or whatever it is? Where is it coming from? And what what is it supposed to be doing to us? Well, your body takes heavy metals, makes biofilm, which hides pathogens from your immune system. That's the information I've got from studying microbiology and Lyme disease. So you can go to inspirednutrition.com and read their article about biofilm and a product that they made called monolaurin and another product called biofibrin uh, explaining why they developed those products because of the biofilm problem found in so many Lyme disease people. Oh, I see. That's where it came from. Okay. Well, I, I just couldn't understand where this was coming from. And I have been drinking distilled water for many years. And nothing else. I was even giving it to my dog. I just have boxes of, of gallon uh, jugs delivered to my home. So it takes me a while to use it up. But um, along with that, uh, I'm taking supplements that are removing heavy metals 
for my body on a daily basis. And to remove any radiation, it's chlorophyll uh, tablets uh, each day, one uh, of those, along with, uh, uh, let me see, there's one other that I take. Uh, oh, I, I think it's the... Um, Oh, I, I'd have to look it up. It, it's chlor, chlorophyll, for one, that re, uh, helps to uh, uh, take care of radiation, remove radiation from your body. Oh. And so far, um, I'm, I, I apologize for it. You know, they're doing things to our memory, so I, I, I can spiel this off every day, and and then when I need it to, to pass on to you, then it slips my mind, but I'll I'll, I'll get back with uh, Neil on it. Um, but this chlorophyll removes uh, bad things from your system as well, you know, because chlorophyll is cleaning and it does contain the uh, um, substance that is supposed to be cleaning uh, a cleanser for your body. Um, and I have found it to be very effective. But I just didn't know where this biofilm was coming from because I wasn't familiar with it. Was it something that drops out of the air? Is it chemtrails? That's yeah, what I was it's part of it. Is it? Part of how we're accumulating it. Well, that's why we were having heavy chemtrails. I was going outside, putting a medical mask on every time I went outside. And uh, my uh, uh, contractors were not too happy about that. But I found that it was very helpful in protecting me from inhaling, uh, you know, what was in the air. And some of the, the chemtrails were being spread very low. In fact, I think it was too low for FAA approval insofar as altitude. But they did it anyway, right over my complex. Well, I, I uh, again, I'll, I'll you know, get off the questioning here uh, on your call tonight, but uh, I did need to ask that question because I couldn't understand why everybody was talking about using this hot sauce and so forth. And I thought, you know, I checked myself very carefully uh, my skin and so on, and uh, at 83, you know, there's only so much you can do uh, with your skin other than the fact that my skin is very dry. But uh, that's kind of normal for aging process. Your oil glands don't function as they did when you were younger. But I couldn't understand what this biofilm was. So now you've cleared that up for me, and I appreciate it. And thank you for your time. And I apologize, ladies, for breaking in on your conversation. I mean, it's fine. I'm glad because there's more questions we get to find answers to. But I think it can come in anyway. It can come on your face, any any part of your body that's uncovered. Like yeah. You have dry, your fingers. Okay, if you please. have dry skin and you use Louisiana hot sauce, you might notice your skin isn't so dry or if you take a lime and cut it in half and rub the lime on your skin. Um, if you do these things, you might real not. You might get your any wrinkles to go away, smooth out the skin, um, help your skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm I'm giving these things to friends and family members, and you know when I see them, I I give them Dr. Teal's Epsom salt foot cream. I give them a bottle of hot sauce. I tell them and uh, you know wine. <laughs> I tell them what to do with it, and. Um, and then they tell me the next time, oh, my gosh, it was so wonderful, like a spa treatment and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it's worth a try. It's only a buck, maybe a buck 25 for hot sauce. Is the hot sauce a clear liquid or is it a ketchup color? 
It is a red color. It has cayenne pepper, vinegar, and salt mm-hmm. and kills a lot of these nano and microorganisms and fungus we're being infected with. And it helps uh, get the biofilm off. And they don't want to attach to you either because it does open up in the pores and it gets in the pores. This stuff doesn't want to go back in the pores. That's the thing about the hot sauce, Louisiana hot sauce. It's something that doesn't contain pepper pieces because when you get this stuff off, I urge everybody, if you have ketchup or hot sauce, at least go go to your hands and, and see what comes off. Just keep on rub it in. Don't rub it under the water right away. Just keep on rubbing it in and see what comes off, you know. It's, um, Louisiana hot sauce is more effective than ketchup. Ketchup will loosen it up. Hey, the lady that used the inhaler, if she got some, could get some of that down her throat, don't you think that would help her? That's Brenda. Brenda? Yeah, I didn't catch her name. I was just thinking if I had to use an inhaler, I would certainly try and get that stuff down. Brenda, are you still on the line? Yes. I'm here. Can you talk to the lady from Cal- Anonymous from California? She wa- she uses an inhaler. No, I didn't say I do. I was asking if the lady that that you're talking to, if she would, if she thought by trying that hot sauce, getting that down her, if that would help, because she's had good luck in other areas. I didn't get her. Maybe she can put it on a little piece of bread, bowl of bread, the hot sauce in between the bread, and just swallow. What? What did you get? I didn't understand what you said. Said from the beginning, I was chewing something when you, someone called me out. Okay, what is it now? Tell me, please. I entered the conversation half of it. For me? Yes. I said maybe she can put. Take a little piece of bread, you know, like maybe something soft. Take the crust, not the crust part, but just the white or whatever, the brown, and put it, soak it with uh, hot sauce and just swallow it. Why don't she want to do, do that? like that? And then hurry up and have a piece of fruit to, to chew on after that, like a peach or something. Oh, she wants to just eat it? She just wants to consume it? She just wants to ingest the hot sauce. If you want to get this out of your stomach, a really good way is tomato paste. Cook chicken wings, a big, you know, not a little can, but a little bit bigger can of tomato paste. Maybe add some garlic, some black pepper, and um, and maybe cut some peppers. And that you might find out that this pulls a lot out of your digestive system when you do tomato paste. Yeah, but if the lady if the lady is using an inhaler, it's in her lungs. Right. Who's using an inhaler? I don't know. Somebody that a couple minutes that was talking to you about the good luck she had with the hot sauce. Oh, I'm that's Linda. She has asthma. Okay. Right, but so if it helped her in other areas, why wouldn't she want to see if the hot sauce would help her out? I'm using it. I use it on everything I eat, too. Now that I've got hot sauce kills worms, that's what people used to use back back in the day. They used to put hot sauce on fish. 
People oh, eat okay. fish and they always put hot sauce on it. And I wonder why. And it's because fish has worms in it. Oh. But you and have Brenda, Brenda, didn't yeah. you say that as you use the hot sauce more often, the uh, asthma attacks are less? Uh-huh. Yeah. I use it. I use hot sauce now on my toothbrush. Wow. And I brush, I, I brush my teeth with it. But at the beginning, when I first started using it, it was the hot sauce was cutting off my breath and bringing on the asthmatic attack. But I was, my mouth was all swollen up from something living on my lip that, it, that I had to um, meet it halfway. So I would basically take my asthma medication first, my inhaler first, and I'd take a, um, a Benadryl tablet, wait about 10 minutes, and then that way, it, it it would um I'd be protected, and as I did it, the asthma symptoms got less and less and less. Right. So there are people who say I can't use tea tree oil so because I'm allergic to tea tree oil, or I can't do this because I'm allergic to it. And really, what might be going on is they aren't allergic to the tea tree oil soap. The tea tree oil soap is giving them a rash because the organisms are trying to get out. They don't like tea tree oil. So I've given bars of Melaleuca soap to like Keiko in California and a few other TIs. You can't buy it in the store. And it's Australian tea tree oil soap. And that leaves the protective layer on the skin. Um, And... um, Anyways, I I think when people say, oh, I I can't use this because I have an allergic reaction, they might want to try it some more because one of my TI friends said, I can't use tea tree oil soap, and I I said to him, I I don't think you're allergic. I think the organisms are allergic and don't like it, and they want out, and that's why you're getting the rash. And and so he kept at it, and and he said he, he thought I was right. It wasn't him that was allergic. It was the organisms living with inside his skin that were that didn't want it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, people are tired of hearing about the hot sauce. Let's hear some people do the protocol, and then come back to the call and report it. This is a lot easier to do than the lookout for Charlie protocol. So those that are whining in the chat room about why I'm letting the hot sauce topic run. It's in hopes that people might actually become curious enough to try it. I mean, this is part of being a team is to uh, bring things to the table that we can share, try them, and then report back what your what your results were. And Neil, you- I didn't want I didn't want to take up your call about hot sauce and 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 detox. But for those who've talked about their suffering and everything, I think they could get tremendous relief if they do this. Otherwise, I wouldn't come on this call and talk about it. That's right. I mean, I feel that too. And I won't talk about it anymore tonight. No, I'm not even saying that. I got people whining in the chat room off and on, and I'm like, well, bring something to the table if you want to change the subject. But the reason I'm letting it go on is because I've reported so many things. People that are being sexually violated, get yourself a TENS unit sticky pad. It's made out of Linkstat. It's conductive. 
crimp a little wire in the end of the connector, stick a rod down into the earth, hook that wire to the rod, and see if the sexual violation stops. Because this was reported by a lady on a call years ago. I even made a kit for somebody. And I said, all I want in return for making this for you is for you to report back whether you got benefit or not. And they didn't. So, uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit short-tempered in seeing a handful of people reaching out to provide things to try and then nobody coming back to the call and reporting I tried it. So right now I'm making an impression in everybody's brain to somewhat get in your face so that your memory won't just get diverted, which they are doing to us, and that some of us will try some of these things. Neil, I just want to... And for those of you who detox, once you start doing it, pay attention to where you feel hit to the body or the head or whatever, and that's the next place you need to concentrate on. If you're getting sexual stimulation, clean detox down there. I say detox first before you shield or and then maybe use organite or black obsidian. So if they're directing energy at your private parts. But I would say detox first and, and see what you come, you know, because Kevin was experiencing all of that, you know. They would tell him, B2K, they would tell him they were going to do, they were going to rape him. I was, I was just going to, okay. I was just going to say, um, look out for Charlie's, um, uh, what he asks us to do, what he tells us to do, it, it does work because I've been doing it. Um, I know it's expensive, but it does work. Um but for your private area also, you can use, uh, I put my magnet down there too and when I'm laying down and just cross my legs and put my magnet down there. I'm telling y'all, magnets work. I've been wearing a magnet for the last two months and it, magnets work. When I say work, it works. It depends on what size you get. But I put it in an ace bin, uh, a knee brace and I put it on my leg and I walk and I wear it everywhere I go, everywhere. Magnets work. It helps so much since before I had shielding. It helps so much. And the detox. And, and just remember, uh, you know, Citizens Against Harmful Technology does not condone anything that's said on this call. Uh, so it's doing whatever you're doing in these experiments at your own risk. So uh, I'll just give a disclaimer here that if you're a boy and you get one of those donut magnets, don't put your you-know-what through the hole and then get excited and try to sue citizens against harmful technology. <laughs> Hopefully that made some people laugh. It did me. <laughs> it did me. No, I just got a regular magnet I wear every day and an ace bandit or a knee brace. But they help. They really help. And the, the detox is the best. That is the best. Soaking in Epsom salt and baking soda. and the But the most, I tried a lot, but the most one I like is bentonite clay because it sticks to you like a magnet. Once you put it on your body, it sticks to you so it pulls all that stuff off you. Then you wash it off. But it sticks to you just like a magnet. Hey Neil, I have a quick question. Um, is the 
I think it was PAX International. Do they still have the advocate program going on where they were trying to, like, uh, do tests for people and stuff? Is that still going on? Yeah, it is. Um, it's just a matter of trying to get more tax and engineer-type people spread across the whole country. So, you know, at this point, you can go on New Frog. I think it's .com. And you can get... Uh, an RTL SDR, which is a spectrum analyzer. Yeah, that's a, that's that's really good. That's a really good uh, suggestion too, because it has like software uh, for it that can like you know help like report and everything. Like I, that, that suggestion a lot. Good, good. So you know, we're, I'm kind of doing a double thing here. Yes, the advocate program is happening. Uh, yes, these field service tech people are sticking their necks out. Like I said, we lost our semiconductor engineer on January 17th. Oh, wow, um, that sucks. I didn't know about that. Yeah, um, Dave Vetch, and he had gone out to Richmond, California to educate the mayor and all the stuff that Amy Anderson was doing to try and get the Space Preservation Act to to stick. But, you know, the problem was there's nobody with a $250,000 network analyzer, uh, let alone spectrum analyzers, to cover the ranges. So there's well, nobody actually enforcing that. But. Well, well, you know, at least with V2K, and I know that's like a really that's a really common problem that a lot of people have, and it's one. I think it's one of the most convenient to prove because they they never stop, they never shut up. Like that's like the whole point. You know, that's how they make it so torturous. Is that they they never they never let you have a moment of silence. They just keep going. So even if you you're testing you know spectrum analysis or you're sitting in a Faraday cage, and they have some some way of of getting through it with lower frequencies, which um, there's really not much literature out there about how a microwave auditory effect can be induced at lower frequencies that would slip through um, most Faraday cages, which, you know, should technically, I mean, in the literature it says, I think, between like 200 megahertz and up to 10, 10 gigahertz is the highest frequency in publicly available scientific literature in which microwave auditory effect has been induced. So most, most of these Faraday cages, even like household aluminum foil, ought to sufficiently attenuate it. But they have some way of, of getting through that. But, um... That kind of that kind of works out to our benefit too, because if they get through the Faraday cages, whereas they shouldn't be able to, if you could go to like an RF testing lab or something, and you know you're making these people think that their you know their Faraday cage is broken, and then they test it and find out that it's not, you know, then they have an anomaly. <clears throat> but um, I, I was just wondering, you know, <clears throat> if it was still going on, because I'd only heard a little bit about it recently. Yeah, there, you know, there's actually some documentation of. Uh a pretty extensive research project where they built a, an industrial or military-grade double-wall steel Faraday cage. I think it had an anechoic chamber inside it for sonics, uh, and it was down in the earth a ways, don't quote me, but I think it was two miles. So it was a pretty expensive project to do, and they were getting some kind of a pulse signal coming through. And there was an airport nearby, and they went to the airport uh, people and talked to the tech engineer guys and said, we're getting a pulse that we shouldn't be getting considering 
the protection we have to do the research we're doing, uh, is there any chance this could be some kind of state-of-the-art radar? And all they know uh, is that they went back to doing their research project and those pulses stopped coming in. Uh, so my question is from studying the surface of 100 years of scalar technology known to go through everything, uh, it's not taught in universities. It is used by 16 different countries and it has been weaponized and it can follow the earth right around scalar proves itself to go through anything. Well, uh, too, but there's there's some problems with scalar, too, because, you know, due to the nature in which it, it's alleged to work, you know, it goes through everything. So why would it stop and why would it be able to be, you know, utilized in such a manner where, you know, say, for example, it can be directed um, to hit a person and induce certain physiological effects? Like, it, it it's... There yeah, are easier explanations before jumping to scalar. Like, I know... Um, there was a conversation recently going on in a Facebook group um, where they were talking about uh, these newer advancements in ground-penetrating radar where they're somehow managing to get uh, signals between, like, three and 500 megahertz, which, you know, shouldn't typically be able to go very far into the ground, being able to get them, like, 15 miles into the ground or something like that. And that's going to go right through the vast majority of Faraday cages and the thing is, like, those are frequencies which are known in scientific literature to induce things like microwave auditory effects and, and a host of other things. So if they can do that, then they can probably shoot right through, you know, whatever fairy cages we have. But I, I just wanted to keep it short, too, because I was wondering if it was still going on. And I, I think it's a great idea. Um, personally, in my opinion, I think that would be the one way to move forward as a community, like, we need to be able to get, you know, science-based, verifiable evidence, you know, with repeatable experimentation at large scale to be able to, to prove that these attacks are going on. Otherwise, you know, if we can't prove them, you know, people are all, they're never going to believe us. The media is going to think we're loony. Science, you know, more rational-minded people are going to think, well, why can't they just prove it? You know, it's just, you know, signal technology. They should be able to. I mean, it's more. It's obviously a lot more complicated than you know what a person is going to think at a surface level. But even if they can get through Faraday cages, if we can attenuate the other signals in those ranges and they still get through, you know, it leads you to there's really two, two or three possibilities. The cage itself is faulty. The person inside the cage is transmitting the frequency, or the signal is somehow getting through. And if it's not faulty, then it, it indicates some kind of technology which is not really you know well, very well known in the public sphere. But um, I, don't know, I was just wondering if, if the advocate program was still moving forward. Um, I know a lot of people on Facebook and a couple of different groups are, are really interested in that kind of work. And you said you were looking for more engineers and uh, people like that to like you know help it along or whatever. Um, maybe yeah, some like of them. Maybe some like of them would be interested in that because the conversations are really, really interesting, and um, <clears throat> they're very detailed, citing you know sources with scientific literature and you know physics and whatnot, and they know about you know how to how to construct Faraday cages and use spectrum analysis equipment and radio direction finding and stuff. And I think those are exactly the things we need as a community because if we can you know detect the signals and find the transmitters and 
you know, obviously, I mean, that's a smoking gun right there. <clears throat> so also, uh, also, yeah, don't forget the also don't forget the effects on the body can be proven. Not only all the things that you speak about, but in addition to that, we can prove through blood tests that only certain things affect certain tests in a way that we are affected. Don't forget well, that that is great evidence also. And also look at what, what's happened to the people with the, the, um, the U.S. embassy in Cuba, how it's talking about they have, like, it looks like they've sustained, uh, you know, head trauma and concussions, whereas they, they haven't. Uh, ever, they haven't been concussed while they were there. They have memory loss, uh, loss of a white matter in the brain or something like that. I can't remember exactly what had happened. Yeah. And, um, you know, the effects of those attacks, um, Dr. James C. Lynn, and he's written a book um, on microwave auditory effect. Like, he's one of the one of the world uh, leaders, like, uh, when it when it comes to um, the microwave auditory effect or, or, or B2K, voice to skull, he knows more about it than you know, probably anybody else alive right now who's not, you know, directly involved with these programs. But um, he said that it sounds exactly like a micro a microwave attack, and you know, um, they kind of they kind of shrugged it off, and you know, it, microwaves have only been mentioned here and there, but you know, the effects of it and the um the injuries they sustained are, are very um consistent with the microwave attack. So that that's and another point, like. I'll be willing to bet a lot of us who have B2K experience, you know, the hits to the head and a lot of that other stuff, there probably are, ver- you know, medically verifiable injuries there. There are. There are. The other thing is, if anybody listened to the news very closely on Friday, news came out of North Korea that this is the exact statement that was said, mumbled up and jumbled up within the news, where if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have heard it. But it said that illicit weapons were being used on the population of North Korea. Well, illicit weapons, to me, are directed energy weapons. Do you know what I mean? What else could they be? Or some type of chemical weapons. Hey, well, what what should... I'm going to look this up. I'd be really interested to hear about that. How how would I find it? Like, what 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 do I need to put into Well, the, you know, I heard it, believe it or not, I heard it on the news on a country station. And, um, nor, and you said it was North I Korea, right? I think you could locate it if you um, looked on news coming out of Asia on Friday. Uh, it came out of Korea on Friday. I know that it was stated coming into this country. From on Friday, that I really kept note of that, and that to me, me is very important as well. All, all, but, I, all I can find, you know, about like stuff. It's all I'm getting right now. They're talking about Newsweek and Express Co. UK is talking about we could fry their nukes or whatever with a microwave weapon. I mean, I can't really find it, but that sounds really, really interesting. Though. If if you did you Google illicit weapons used on North Koreans? You're liable to find it that way. Yep. Wait, what now? What, what, I'm sorry. The, code, the same words that she used, the same verbiage, illicit weapons used by North Koreans. Illicit methods? Weapons. Used on North Koreans. Illicit weapons used on North Koreans, right. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Thank you. Okay, well. While he's looking that up, I'll tell you one more thing, and then I'll be gone. Um, 
I don't know how many people watch 60 Minutes. I listen to the beginning of it, and I see what's going to be on. There's three segments, and at least once a month, I've, I've watched it now, they have something on AI. Well, today, if anybody watched the second segment, I suggest everybody try to find that as a replay on CBS. It was on about 7.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They had 20 minutes coming out of MIT, and I wish they would have had a tape recorder to tape it or something. But it talked about, there was a man on there demonstrating something. And what he did was they gave him a very extravagant, impossible mathematics question. And his brain was interfaced to the computer. Well, of course, through an implant. They didn't say that, but to me, it was an implant. And he gave the answer, and there wasn't any words exchanged through the computer or through him he said he googled it mentally and he got the answer mentally and um he gave the answer as he heard it and it was exact and it was an uh, it was an impossible um problem to be solved mentally he did two of them okay that was the one one point so that was v2k right there as far as i'm concerned um it was such a prime example, and the whole public, I mean, the whole world watches that program. A lot of people all over the world, in other countries even, and I, you know, the whole segment for 20 minutes was. They have 350 patents out of this one department, and they have over 200 scientists working, and many of them are foreign. Um, they're students, and um, they gave a lot of things that we are. As far as I'm concerned, those patents that they're, they're developing are being used on us. And if you watch that segment, you can pick out at least three different incidences of things we experienced that they talked about for the public to hear. I, exp- I, I wish you, I don't know if they have replays of that, if you can go back in the archives or something, but that was on today at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, CBS. Yeah, but Luda. Yes. Yeah, but the public knows nothing. It's never heard of V2K before, and and we need to connect the dots for the public between what we know and what is coming out in the news. Right, because that was perfect, a perfect example how he did that mentally, and he said he he said he he was interfaced with the with the computer. His mind, his brain was interfaced with the computer, and it went from his brain to the computer with and bypassed hearing and sight. And they even said that. Okay, but you you get it because you know the the connection. The right. public doesn't hear what you hear or I hear when we see those reports. We see, if we could write a rebuttal, and if that next week they would say that we had a, com- a community came and gave us further information, we'd like to share it with you. But of course, we'd never get it out. That's the problem. But it would be easy to to send uh, two sentences to make it clarify, you know, that how it's being used. Yeah. I mean, it it would be easy to do this, but we could not get them to uh, give it out to the rest of the world. I'm sure of it. Well, this is why, okay, and you're talking about to the media. This is why right. you go to the public with what you're talking about directly rather mm-hmm. than relying on the media. Right, right. Just like, you know, people are saying they're going to send a uh, report that everybody's working on through all the different groups like COT and um, 
of freedom for targeted individuals are going to make a report that's going to all the uh, radio stations and uh, television stations. Now, I think this is an excellent idea because I am doing it with uh, the weather people in my area about the chemtrails and geoengineering of the weather because I'm not so sure that a lot of people working in weather know this, and I'm going to make sure they do, Doug, on it. Yeah, yeah. So I think we can each do our own part with your stations in your area to talk, you know, if you happen to know or or like certain uh, announcers or uh, people that are doing the weather and the news, uh, write them information, send them flyers. Uh, I don't think they're getting a lot of this. I mean, it might make give them, you know, tell them to Google it for themselves. You know, you get 14 million hits on Google when you when you uh, uh, Google uh, directed energy weapons targeted individuals and gang stalking. 14 million. Can you deny this? 14 million. Yeah. Can you deny it? Right. You know, we've got to start working individually if we can't get everything motivated to get uh, the groups to get it together quick enough because a lot of us are running out of time. You know, my yeah. mind is sharp. My spirit is high. I'm never depressed, but my body is can only endure so much after 25 years. That's it right there. I mean, the bottom line is <clears throat> do what you can on a grassroots level and realize, yeah, you may get hit a little bit harder for doing a little bit here and there, but you're still going to be continuously hit and degraded, so you have nothing to lose. There, there's they're going nothing... yeah, to torture you regardless. It doesn't matter if you fight them or not. I mean, even if you were to sit there, you know, in a in a cell all day doing nothing and just have, you know, one meal a day, they're still going to torture you. That's right. That's right. That's right. And those of us that are doing as much as we can in our own special way, uh, I don't even tell you what goes on. You know, I know everybody's getting their own dose, but let me tell you, like I say, I have a very strong DNA and a very strong will to breathe another breath. But after a while, you, you know, I mean, the body can only endure so much. Um, Neil, if if I if I know some people who might be interested in helping out with the the um, advocate program, who should I put them in touch with? Derek and Derek Robinson. Yeah, that would be best. Okay, cool. You know, I I think we should we should be talking more about stuff like that on on calls too. I mean. I think it's good to have, you know, a diversity in our topics and everything because there's a lot going on. But I, I personally, I personally strongly believe that, you know, um, science-based me- methods and spectrum analysis and everything. And I know it's, it's expensive too, but you know, it, at least according to Alan Frey, his um, his study on the microwave auditory effect. And you know, I always go back to you know MAE because it's just, it, it's so common, and because they never stop, it's one of the, the easiest things to prove. But um, it, it only really occurs from megahertz to 10 gigahertz range. So, you know, even even something like the RTL-SDR would be, with a normal, you know, with the, the antenna that it comes with, it's going to be perfectly suitable to, to you know, to, to detecting those kinds of signals. So... I think if if we were to have like a concentrated effort on a on a large scale to collect uh, that kind of scientifically verifiable evidence for for the community at large, 
we would probably gain a, a lot more headroom than we have in, in years past. That's my opinion, though. Well, it's true. I mean, that's the whole thing is some of the things I've been pushing for years now, I only see a few people give it a shot, you know, and there is a learning curve to learning. Well, there's, to a, there's, a, huge, there's a huge learning curve. I mean, in, unless you're a communications or unless you're a communications engineer or a physicist, you know, you're starting off from, like, you would be no better off with a college education than you would with an elementary grade, you know, education and learning this stuff. Like, you have to start from the very bottom. Like, it's complicated stuff they don't teach in school. But there's tutorials on YouTube. So, at this point, for the tech people to put together a series of which YouTubes to do in what order, because I find a lot of the SDR uh, YouTube tutorials, they're tech people that are just too far advanced and deep in it to be able to just say, all right, start here, plug this into your USB, you're going to need this antenna for this range and that antenna for that range. Uh, but, you know, if you look on our website, you'll find a frequency list and detection equipment list there. Download those PDFs. Um, also, there's specific implant data for the frequency ranges that you'll find for implants that are running in the smart grid network and being interfaced through smartphones. Uh, so having that data and then at least reaching out, I mean, I'm talking $10 to buy the basic RTL SDR, which for those who don't know what we're talking about is software-defined radio. So for $7 on New Frog, you can buy an SDR, you plug it into your USB port on your computer, and it covers ranges that you can turn into FM radio stations. So you, you, there's a variety of free software. It's all free, and a whole lot of techs have worked on perfected it, perfecting it so you can actually record things. All, all you're seeing is a bunch of squiggly lines going across the screen, and the squiggly lines that are taller than the rest will be significantly taller because they're stronger. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, to use a spectrum analyzer that goes down into the extremely low frequency ELF range requires pretty elaborate circuitry uh, to filter out the noise that would just make it undiscernible signal. So, you know, then you're looking at the higher tech $5,000 spectrum analyzers. But in this case, just to get people interested, Spend 10 bucks, get the RTL SDR at newfrog.com or put in RTL SDR on Amazon or eBay or just go over to New Elec, N O O E L E C, and uh, their website is all about those. They have bundles that you can buy. Uh, so you can start out for 10 or $20 learn how to tune in FM radio stations, do some of the tutorials on YouTube till you feel like you're getting a pretty good grasp on which filters to turn on and which modes to use for, for different things. And what you get to graduate into 
is software that will start at 0.1 hertz and scan all the way up to 6 gigahertz in one second, and it'll show you where all the high peaks are. Then you does, look the RTL, does the RTL SCR actually go? Does it actually is it actually capable of measuring frequencies that low in the hertz range? No, it starts at like some of them start at about 54 hertz. So as I said earlier, it's much more expensive to be able to detect ELFs because of the elaborate filtering circuitry that's required to block out noise that would just make it look like a bunch of small squiggly lines that you couldn't have any discernment. But, right. You know, it'd be like, you know, if a little kid drew a picture of an ocean and you know how you just put kind of wavy lines to show the waves? That That's yeah. kind of what it looks like, you guys, when it's going across the screen. So you look on the website or the frequency list and you go, oh, okay, it's 400 to 406 megahertz for uh, implants that are interfaced with a smartphone through the smart grid network. So then you go up to where you just scroll the thing over. It's a line. You just grab it and drag it up into the 400 megahertz range. It'll just say 400 MHZ, like zebra. And you'll see tall lines there if those signals are coming in. When you take your little red line that you've dragged, uh, you drag it right to where you see that higher peak squiggly line standing up higher than the rest, and it will tell you the exact frequency. So the same thing, and this has been done and proven, to look for the satellite GPS signal, you can go over to 3600 megahertz range, and you'll find a tall squiggly line. That's the GPS then shoot up to 3,900 megahertz, and you'll see the harm signal. Now, the more people we get doing this, and, and the more people, the more technical people that are coming on board and giving specs of things that are within the range of these cheap SDR spectrum analyzers, the more data that we've all gathered to say, this is coming from a smart meter. That's coming from a smartphone. This is coming from satellite. This is implant-related and and some data on drones. What are the drones using? And then you'll actually be able to see, oh, geez, my microwave oven is leaking, so I'm picking up a signal while I'm heating up a potato. Not good. Uh, oh, my sister's in, in her bedroom. On her smartphone, I'm seeing that range tuned to 902 to 928. There's your smart meter. So now what's happening? You're starting to look around and go, oh, well, there's frequencies coming from below me. Is that underground military-based or, or what? There's stuff coming from below. There's stuff coming horizontally. And there's stuff coming vertically. Now you, you know, have and, discernment. And, and, and we can use um you can fairly inexpensively uh obtain a a Yagi Uda antenna, which is like a directional antenna. I'm sure you already know this, so for anyone else listening, a Yagi Uda antenna is like a directional antenna. Say for example, if a signal is coming from northeast, 
when you move that when you move that antenna even slightly, you know, off of that direct trajectory of that signal, you're going to completely drop off. Like the signal on your spectrum analyzer, your RTL SDR, the signal strength is going to go down to almost nothing once you move out of the trajectory. So what this lets you do is find out exactly where that signal is coming from. Like let's say if you had an implant or something, you could get into a Faraday cage and somebody could check you and see if it's coming from you. They can see if it's coming, you know, from your neighbor. They can see if it's coming, you know, from a satellite in the in orbit, you know, above you. I mean, <clears throat> if if we can do that and show where the transmitters are, and like if it's if it's in someone's house or coming from, you know, somewhere nearby, and you know that's really suspicious. If, if it points directly up into the air, and let's say like you know you're in a Faraday cage. You test the Faraday cage and, you know, there's nothing in it. Then you step into the Faraday cage, all of a sudden, you know, the whole spectrum lights up and you see all these signals, you know, hop on, you know, the screen that indicates something is either coming from you or, you know, is being somehow transmitted into into that shielded environment, which should not happen under normal circumstances. Then when you're able to find it, and let's say it's coming from a satellite or something, pointing directly in the air, it's extremely suspicious. I mean, like, that's really, really good evidence. Like, that's very suggestive of, of some kind of directed attack. That's right. That's right. And, I mean, as far as painting the whole picture, you're also going to start to see that if, you, if you're if you using Wi-Fi, you're using a system just like the smart meters that can be hacked into and used against you. So, you know, as I've said, because of my own experience, uh, if you're seeing that a cordless phone is putting out really high RF, that's harming you all the way through your house. If you have Wi-Fi, uh, you'll see that you're getting a bad signal coming in. If you have a smart meter, if you put your phone, your smartphone next to you under your pillow, it, you might as well just uh, give up because you're you're hurting yourself more. So the whole point in this is to see what's around and go, wow, that's really a significantly strong signal. If I can get rid of this, get rid of that, at least I'm going to reduce it. And then what's left is data to prove where things are coming from. And this has to happen on a grassroots level because let me tell you, anybody who's doing field service, doing the advocate program is sticking their neck out for the whole TI community. Well, that's true because this is the one thing that could prove what these programs are doing to people. I mean, you know, that's one thing I always consider. The more we do these things, there's always the chance that they might just start knocking us off one by one because this is probably, out of everything we could do, the one thing they really, truly do not want us doing. Well, it's true. Yeah, un yeah, unfortunately. But then again, you know, on a positive side, even if they do kill you, your life pretty much sucks anyways as a TI, so really you don't have to worry about yourself. It's just everyone else is going to suffer for, you know, the life of your effort. Well, thanks for helping to encourage people because uh, the only way we're going to have a field service program is for more people to put some energy into being able to do this because we can't just have a few field service people traveling all over the country. We don't have the finances and and we don't want to put people in high risk situations. 
And, I mean, you know, the other side of the coin is uh, people like Roger Tolsey's go out with a $30,000 spectrum analyzer and other equipment. He's been at it for a long time. And some people have reported when he comes out, there's no signals found because they've turned off stuff. So Yeah, that's also true. You know, if they really wanted to stop us, all they have to do is when, when you go out there and you have a spectrum analyzer, they just stop attacking you. I mean, in my case, I've noticed they really don't give a crap with a lot of other people. You know, they'll they'll have a spectrum they'll have a spectrum analyzer out. They'll be inside a Faraday cage. They'll be taking measurements. They'll be waving around the antenna to find where it's coming from. And you know, they still don't stop. But the thing is, it may be that in these isolations, they just really don't care because they know we're not organized enough to do anything. But if we were to do it on a large scale, they might start to retaliate. But, I mean, what else can we do? You know, there's there's nothing we can do about that. I think, you know, our best chance of survival is to, is to just do it because, you know, just sitting you know, day after day enduring stuff like this is really no life worth living. Like, we just have to fight the best we can, you know, hope for the best, and that's all we can do. I have a question for you who gets V2K. Have you ever tried to detox, and if you thought Louisiana hot sauce and lying to Nepsum salt could get rid of your V2K, would you be willing to do it? Yeah, I would do it. I mean, I love hot sauce. I, I eat habanero pepper raw, so I would definitely try it. I mean, I'll admit uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little skeptical, but I would try it, though. Uh, okay, because didn't Angel go on Lauren's call and they were discussing they can do, do V2K by hitting a bone on your foot or or your jawbone or your teeth or something? It, it Wait, what I mean, Kyle gets V2K. He did the lookout for Charlie Reginald. And, and his V2K drops down to between 25 and 50% of the time. Kevin, he totally stopped his a few weeks ago. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. I've done Faraday cages. I have lots of meters. I spent thousands of dollars on this shit. And, and well, I'm not saying that we would stop it with stuff like this. It's only that we can prove it. I mean, the the whole basis of the, using the Faraday cage, we already know they're going to get through it. We know it's not going to stop them, but because they do, it stops other signals, which allows us to detect it. But it's not going to stop it. Like it's not like you know going to instantly end it. It's just how we can get evidence. Unfortunately. Right. So I used to be on Neil's technical call, what, two or three years ago? And, and, anyway, and I believe in trying to get the evidence and stuff. But you, I'm just asking you and your V2K and your torture program, if you could stop it by using some simple methods, wouldn't you do it? I mean, if I seriously believed that chugging a bottle of Louisiana hot sauce to stop it, I would do it, you know, probably tomorrow after I get some. I mean, yeah. I, I, will, I will definitely try it. I, there's no, there's really nothing to lose. I would try it, absolutely. Right. So because you get V2K, I would say focus on your head, your neck, your ears, a gargoyle in your mouth, brush your teeth, do your hands and your feet. You might want to do head to toe, but you need to rub this stuff on your body. It's not just like chugging it. You know, that's not going to do it. You you have to rub this stuff off your body and stop being the transmitter and receiver. So how do I do it? I I it, how does it work exactly? It's because it's acidic. You get Louisiana hot sauce and you get lines and you start uh, rubbing it. You rub the Louisiana hot sauce on your scalp and then leave it covered for a few hours. 
And then lime, you have lime, lime, lime as in the fruit lime, not lime the chemical, right? Lime as in the fruit, yes, the fruit. Okay, cool. And all you do is you cut it in half or you can cut a third off, stick your fingers in it and start rubbing it on the back of your neck, your ears. Uh, on your spine, on your lower spine, because they go for our, our, our neck area, our spine, because they're using us like antennas. And, and so, it, but you, because you get V2K, focus on, I would focus on your head, your mouth, um, your feet, and your and, and your hands. But I would, if I were you, I would do head to toe, but you need to rub this stuff. Rub, keep on rubbing it. And you don't need a lot. Just start out with a few drops, start rubbing it. And then add a few more drops and start rubbing it. And after you do the Louisiana, and catch the stuff like on newspaper or whatever. Don't let it fall on your floor or carpet because it will leave one thing and stick to another. When you right. get down to the grit, then you're down to the nanosensors, okay? So the nanosensors, the biofilm, it, it's a, it makes those, like, they can hit anywhere on your body. It will travel along the biofilm you know, to the openings of your body. So you need to, you should do head to toe like Kevin did, but uh, you need to focus on your mouth. I would focus on your mouth, your feet, and your head at least, and your hands because you touch things and, you know, but. Okay, I have I have um, lime juice, bottled lime juice in my refrigerator right now. Would that be sufficient or do I need, like, fresh lime? Lime lime juice can be effective, but fresh limes are more effective. Yeah. And, 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 and swallowing the stuff, yeah, it'll clean it out of your digestive tract, but your skin, which covers your body, they made you into a transmitter and receiver. You have biosensors on you. I can tell you were clearing your throat earlier. I can tell it's in your throat. <laughs> Intuitively, I know it's in your throat. <laughs> Anyway, I'll stop talking now. I, I, I believe in, you know, spec- mass spectrometers and all these. You know, actually, I think they use uh, chromatograms to prove that some of these chemicals and biologicals and frequencies and, and stuff. So, anyways, they're using, okay, I know four TIs who are ready to file their cases. Universities are involved. The Air Force is involved. NASA is involved. They are using the weather, Doppler radar. They're also using the emergency broadcast system. They're also using low frequency. They're using so many things. It's crazy. And the thing about, you know, low frequencies, if you drop down to below, you know, megahertz, conventional shielding becomes almost useless. Whereas, you know, in megahertz and gigahertz range, you know, even household aluminum foil is really, really effective with, like, a range of, like, 85 to 90, you know, decibels of attenuation. You go down in the kilohertz range, they go right through it. And from what I've been reading about, I mean, or they don't go right through it, but it only attenuates, like, 20, 25 decibels, which is, like, nothing. I mean, at the worst, that would, you know, only very slightly decrease, you know, the the quality of a cell phone call, it's not going to do a whole lot at that 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 degree of attenuation. But um, I don't even know what I was talking about. I'm sorry. And this biofilm and biosensor sticks really well to aluminum and mylar, by the way. Um, yeah. And once they do get it on the aluminum and mylar, they can make it like, um, like give it lots of little pinholes and and deteriorate. 
And the theory behind this is they they, they send a signal towards you, and it it re-radiates and bounces off and reflects, and they catch it on whatever you know transceiver they're using, and they can basically do an electroencephalography test at a distance. Well, <clears throat> Mike Les Cohen in this in this uh, Air Force document was talking about they could broadcast this, they could they could transmit a signal towards you, and somehow now this is beyond me. I only understand this stuff at a basic level. So this is beyond me. But um, they had they knew the frequencies for certain brain states in electro with electroencephalography, and they could project that towards you. And your your by that signal, you know, hitting your brain, it would somehow um, it would conform to it. So say for example, they had a signal of like pain in the legs or something like that, or a headache. They could send you that signal, and it would match. And eventually, your brain, by by being inundated with it, would would match the frequency, and you would feel the pain in your legs or the headache or whatever else. Do I know about what those signals are? I have no clue. To tell you the truth, I know that the brain operates at it, it's not in the microwave range, it's like megahertz. It should be in like hertz in hertz range. So being yeah, able like to measure. So being able to measure that, like Neil said. Getting spectrum analyzers to do that would be really expensive. So even if we knew it, I'm not sure how useful the information would really be to us. Okay, I, so I let's personally say, don't know it. But, it is definitely, but, but it's definitely a technology that's been discussed. And like I said, back to 1998, for at least two decades, the Air Force has been talking about this and excited about it and wanting to be able to use it and develop it. I know Robert S. Duncan is probably a familiar name for a lot of targeted individuals. He talked about a technique called remote uh, heterodyning or heter EEG heterodyning, electroencephalography. That, <laughs> that that is essentially exactly what Michael Estelle in this Air Force document was talking about with the remote EEG and being able to um, you know put people in these states of mind or whatever. And the, the patent he's referring to is called apparatus and method for remotely monitoring and altering brain waves. Now, I'm, I'm not talking to Robert right now, but I've, that's probably what he was referring to. That's probably what they were doing. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to do it. But, no, I don't, I don't know the signals. I mean, I don't know the frequencies that they're using. Um, you would have to – I don't even know where – you would have to look into, like, medical, um, <clears throat> like, neurology-type stuff to find out about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Now, what if a neurologist, okay, like for sound, so you hear a sound and the neurologist sees a certain part of your brain react, right? And then he goes, hey, and then he tries to figure out and match that, fre that natural frequency in your brain when it's reacting, and it comes out to like 23 megahertz or hertz, right? And let's say that if you're sleeping and he's, um, the neurologist is scanning your brain and watching it, and then it changes the frequency. On, I mean, the, the, because you're sleeping, the other frequency shuts down, and then the other part of the brain reacts because you're sleeping, and it's like 0 0.1, uh, something maybe like 3 hertz. So you've got two different frequencies that he, he researched and found, and, and that's what he labels it. Now, what I mean is, what if you had this list of frequencies from a neurologist, you download it into a spectrum dam uh, analyzer, right? And let's say the perpetrator has an, uh, is, is down the street and he uh, turns on his electronic uh, device and uh, magnetic airway beam comes in and starts uh, causing problems to you. 
and your spectrum ionalyzer is uh, scanning and, and, and detects which ones they're using. Is that possible to do? To, to detect the, I'm sorry, to detect the signal um, that they're projecting onto you that, that would be in the range of, you know, what the neurologist or whatever would be detecting, like, say, on electroencephalogram. We would have to look. Yeah, so, we would have to have a deeper knowledge of electroencephalography to understand um, what frequencies they would be using to induce those states of mind. So, you're better. But, you could you could probably do it. It would take really really expensive equipment, um, but you could do it. You would just have to look into electroencephalography, and you know chances are somebody probably has a a probably something. You know I'm probably using the wrong term, but probably have they have an encyclopedia of you know states of mind or states of consciousness that they could refer to. I mean particularly the perps. They probably have something like an encyclopedia where this AI can look through it and pick a, a state of mind they want to induce in you, attack you or whatever, and it maybe you can find something like that in the scientific literature where it talks about certain states of mind occurring with, you know, like what is it um, that they talk about, the alpha state and beta, or what What, what do they call um? I'm not sure. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name. They talk so, okay. with the, with the yeah. brain waves. There's alpha waves and gamma waves and theta waves or something like that. Yeah, there's it's a few names. So, what, so you do understand what I'm saying because if you do have a spectrum analyzer, okay, if you go to Target, Massachusetts, it's, uh, I forgot the guy's name. He's from uh, Massachusetts. And if you go to documents, he's got a document and it says human brain frequencies, and there's about, I think, 1,200 different frequencies on there. And from what he explained, I guess a few neurologists and some scientists and doctors been researching and realized which frequencies are in, in different parts of your brain. So if you took that and downloaded it onto a spectrum analyzer, like I said before, and it's programmed in your in your thing, and you have your antenna set up in your house. And if they hit you with whatever frequency, and if it matches one of the programs, it would it would set it would set off the spectrum analyzer, right? It would show like, hey, this person is using this 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 type of frequency. I mean, we could do it theoretically, but it would cost a lot of money. I mean, if you look if you look at the cost of spectrum analyzers, yeah, they're I mean, expensive you're depending about, on the type you get. I mean, we're talking, about, I, if we're talking so about what, modern spectrum analyzers like top of the line that can you know monitor a spectrum that's this wide and that goes that low. They're between the range of twenty and like fifty thousand dollars a piece. Um, it would it would probably be more than what our community altogether can muster. That's true, but what I'm saying, but you're right. But there are uh, there are different types of spectrum analyzers, but they all could be programmed with whatever frequency, depending on what you are looking for, right? Or I mean, well, yeah, what frequency you're working with. Well, I, I definitely, and you need an antenna for it as well. But I don't. I definitely could not build something like that. We would need an engineer who would know how to do that. I mean, if we had somebody like that who could build spectrum analyzers, that would be great. I mean, but that's probably what it would take. That would be the next best thing from buying it. 
And especially one if you can program it like a police scanner. You know how you can buy the scanner itself, and if you get the different frequencies, you can program it in there, and it'll just scan for those frequencies. And whenever they're using it, it'll, it'll detect it and 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 uh, let you know, you know, what channel they're on. And that's right. I mean, I'm looking at some of the the newer free software that's around that computer people have been working on, and it'll do a scan from uh, you know, as low as your spectrum analyzer will go, being an SDR, all the way up to 6 gigahertz in one second. And then it'll show you where all the peaks are. Can, yeah. it, can, it, can it monitor a, a spectrum that broad all at once? Because I know I have a, um RF Explorer. It's a 6 gigahertz model. And right. I know you can, you can only measure very small portions of... Yeah. Um, the spectrum yeah. at a time, and I'm mean, oh. now granted I could hook. I don't typically use the software with it, but I could monitor a larger one, but definitely not between what you know what you're talking about hertz range all the way up to whatever. Like it doesn't go that far, but um, yeah, well, all the all the way from a five thousand dollar Aronia, two units will go from 0.1 hertz to nine gigahertz for about ten thousand dollars. And then uh, Dave Vetch had the RF Explorer that goes to 6 gigahertz, too. And I, I said, go to HD. You know, the, the, R, the RF Explorer is actually what Melinda Kidder uses, too. I know she uses something else. She uses other equipment as well. That's not all she uses, but she does right. use that. Uh, I saw that list. But my point is that I sent Dave and somebody with erroneous spectrum analyzers over to HD SDR, like high definition. And mm-hmm. it's, out, it's out of Germany, so it's HD SDR dot DE for Deutsch. And they both said that was way better software than what RF Explorer or Aronia came with. And, and these guys are showing to be able to do scans. It's going to be a matter of learning curve to learn it. So you can program your spectrum analyzer to scan other frequencies just depending on the way the spectrum analyzer is built, right? Well, I haven't dug into it deep enough to see if you can go specifics or if it you set the range of the signal strength and then do your scan from 0.1 to 6 gigahertz. Yeah, and it yeah. shows you the peaks all on one screen. Hmm. Now, if you ever fig- same thing. if you ever figured this out and you le- and you learn how a scanner actually works, would you be able to give, develop a smaller scanner, but you wouldn't be able to download as much uh, programs into it? I mean. Did I make sense? <laughs> uh, no, I think no, I just, I guess what you're saying is if you were to put in all the data of everything that you think is a delivery system harming people, that then it would do a quick scan just checking for those frequencies, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, what I'm gathering from what I know, which isn't enough at this point, but I'm learning as I have time, is to be able to do this scan from the lower range of what's called the hack r f one 
They're three hundred dollars. It's a more elaborate SDR. Yeah. Um, and they're they're showing in the latest free software. I mean, these guys are putting their heart into it. They're asking for donations to help with all their time, but they're not making anybody pay for it. Yeah, so I understand. People are, you know, tech people are realizing, wow, these guys did a lot of work to perfect it and give it more features that everybody would want so that you could just quickly sit down, uh, hit scan, and then the thing would show you all the high peaks, look at your frequency list, and identify each one of those high peaks as, oh, this is satellite, that's a smart meter, that's a smartphone, that's the microwave oven, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Does it actually does it actually show you this kind of like allocation in like real time with the software, or do you have to go and look it up? No, I mean it's not giving you any identity data. Uh, it is up to you to, you know, go look at the FCC lists or go on our website, download the frequency list, uh, which is showing a lot of data, but I haven't had a chance to upgrade it with much newer information there you know it it'll be a work in progress probably till hell freezes over and you know obviously we're not going to get up into terahertz ranges and higher of military grade weapons but there's so much that's down in ranges that we can afford to see it's just a matter of you know to to try and entice people to say go to newfrog.com spend ten dollars get the thing comes with an antenna a little remote controller and the dongle that you plug into your usb port go to hdsdr.de or uh, other softwares you'll find sdr sharp they've been around for a long time they were down for a while but they're back up from what i've heard and start learning to use it even just when you drag the little red line across the screen line up with a high peak and an FM radio station that you like comes in, it's really encouraging to go, wow, this is really cool. Okay, now I want to find 400 megahertz and see if there's any implant signals coming my way running through the smart grid network. Yeah, because that would be nice to notify, yeah, to identify it. You know, so that way you'll know if it's microwave or radiation or, or magnetic or, or the low and high frequency or the old or new or digital. It would be real nice to, to understand which frequencies they're hitting you with. Right, and then also seeing some of the things that are around. You know, Wi-Fi and smartphones are so convenient to have the Internet at your fingertips with no wires, but... When you start seeing a high peak signal coming off those things, I'll bet you're going to go out and get a modem that's not Wi-Fi capable, and you're going to buy a 50-foot cord. Yeah, exactly. You can go anywhere in your house with a laptop. <laughs> I know it's a lot safer. You know, running the running the landline. Yeah, I, I I hear, and then you will be able to define the difference and understand a little bit better if it's actually the common frequency or it's the perps frequency because you can tell there are two different types of frequencies, you know, because of the way the pain or the way the tingling or just the way your body reacts, you know. I mean, in my experience, I can if I can feel the difference in that. It just depends yeah. on what they're, what they're doing. Yeah, the intensity is 
pretty uh, obvious, huh? Yeah, because um, my friend he took the he took the road, uh, road him and then he modified it somehow. I don't know what he did, but he when he turns it on, it actually puts about a three to four foot beam off of it wherever he's directing it. And when you put your hand in that way, you can feel it. It's almost like a low, low, like you're being electric, electrocuted almost, but it's not. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and I was like, what? I go, how'd you figure this out? He goes, I don't know. I just went on YouTube and I went on the on Internet and I just started reading different things. And then they said that you can do this and that. So I decided to try this and I mixed in the two different type of uh, uh uh, frequencies in it and and it combining you can feel it and then you can feel it's almost like you're putting a nine volt battery to your tongue and I was like such trip and I'm sitting there feeling and I go I almost feel this type but it it doesn't match anything that I felt and I go you know I go honestly I go you know this is dangerous dude and he's like yeah I know but from what you told me you got me interested. You know, and I just started doing a little research, and then I just kind of put this together. He goes, I don't recommend this. He goes, it's like taking apart a microwave and 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 remodifying it and then using it for other, for as a weapon. He goes, you know, this could be harmful. He goes, I don't recommend turning this on all the time or anything, because I just wanted to see if I can do this just to see if we can find one match to whatever you're feeling. And... Uh, but, yeah, you know, you are right about that. But that would be nice if you figured that out and making a scanner and then you can just spend, like, you know, less than $1,000 and you can make, like, 15 scanners out of out of that and it can pick up, like, maybe a, uh, a low frequency of some kind of, like, maybe like a magnetic radiation or whatever it's called, you know, because that would help out all the TIs, like, hey, dude, I got these scanners that you guys can buy. It works, but it's only for this type of frequency, so you know if you're, if you're being hit by this. Because from what I've, you know, you've experienced it. You know, you've gone through some, some headaches, and you've gone through some, some weird, I'm pretty sure, uh, your body's reacting a certain way where it's just not functioning properly, and you're just going, you know, this is not normal. Well, yeah, I mean, it's been 17 obvious years for me. And it's a I long time. Back to 1992 was the first time they tried to kill me. Yeah, that's when my that's when mine started in '92, but it wasn't bad. They try to make they try to make it feel like you know how the winds hit in your skin and your body, your, your you know you can feel that, and that's the way it felt. But it's just the way. It moved inside my body. It just got me curious. I really didn't pay attention to it because I didn't grow up learning about frequencies. You know, I grew up about math, English, spelling. Then my hobby was to skate, and you know, I like sports and I like hanging out with my friends. and And then we like to go down in the beach and swim and you know, get involved with stuff like that. You know, we didn't grow up and go, "Hey, I'm gonna get out of." I'm going to be in that channel one day. That's it. <laughs> we're all boring to us as kids. Yeah, I didn't grow up like that, and I'll never forget being normal. I'll never forget, you know, a lot of things. 
And they did try to get me to forget, but it's just like, you know what? I got a photo album of when I was a kid and a lot of things that I've done that my family, friends, and that we grew up with. And I go through it to remind my mind, you know, like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm never going to forget any of this stuff, dude. And you know, all the music, too. Yeah. Brings you back. It tells you every cell in your body. Hey, man, remember when the sky was blue and nobody was doing anything too bad to each other? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, listening to you near as long as, you know, you know who I am, Johnny from Orange County. It's like you, you, you play music. I play the drums, dude, you know? And the thing is, you never, you, you, you don't, at the end of the day, you don't sit there and go, okay. I got my electronic machine, I got my microwave machine, and I got my uh, uh, brain interface machine over here. And you're not going to sit there and think, who am I going to fuck with tomorrow, and who am I going to be able to uh, mind manipulate, uh, mind control to get what I want out of them? You know what I mean? You don't think that way. You're, you're, I'm pretty uh, sure you're really? probably like, hey, I can't wait till I go out and hang out with my friends and probably go play do something, climb a tree or whatever, you know? Right. When you see the organized stocking manual, um, you come to realize that there is a large enough percentage of people that don't ask questions, follow orders, and are willing to hurt somebody else and feel righteous about it and get a paycheck and a pat on the back. Yeah, that's what it is. You, you seriously got a, you seriously got some serious problems to think that way, and then after after you harass and stalk somebody to go home and and go, I can't wait till Friday when I get paid for what I've done. That that was fun. Like what? Really, dude? I try to think that way, and I can't. It makes me sick to my stomach, you know. Yeah. And I know we were living where I live, and we paid attention. They said this is the golden rule, and Went, okay, that's fine. I'm cool with that. Mutual respect. Yeah, exactly. we have a different breed but, on the planet now. But John, Neil. think of it. Neil. John, think of this. They're also they're also getting a good feeling knowing that the entire society is labeling TIs as crazy. They're also sitting back going, "Yeah, everybody's going to think they're crazy." I'm tortured. You're right. <laughs> You're right, because I'm passing out flyers, and I've already gotten about 500 flyers out, and I've gotten about 150 response. And the 150 response back are people that had an idea what that feeling that they felt a few times in their body, but they weren't too sure. And they told me, like, they don't know really what to make of it, but after reading some stuff, like Neil's website, Frank's website, uh, uh, Ella's website, it has all this actual documents that you guys found. It's not bullshit or made up. And they go, wow, this is going on. But then when hey, they see I all these other... Inspiration? When they yeah, see all that. these other... When they see all these other videos like that spice video with the gang stalking and then that part where he tells like we're reptilians and stuff, that blows it. They tell me. I get emails telling me like, hey, this video needs to come off, dude, but now I don't even know what to make of it. But it's like almost like makes you, you guys look like you have a mental problem. You're right, dude. You're, you're right on the money. I think as a community, yeah. all of us, we should... 
can I ask Connie, um, is she still on? Yes, I'm still here. Hey, Connie, it's Amy. Hey, I've got um, Tyler on, um, just listening in from uh, South Carolina. So he's new to this call, and um, I told him, you know, what a great group this is, and Neil shared some awesome stuff about, you know, Elvira. And, and can you share a little bit, just to pump people up again, how you helped um, get Anna um, out of that uh, psych ward and what, how that all kind of came about, because she wasn't crazy. Just to inspire everybody again. Um, well, first I want to know if it's okay with Neil and his other caller he was talking to if we go oh, to yeah. yeah, go ahead. I think we pretty much ran that topic. It's all about variety and everybody getting <laughs> Thank to Thank you, Neil. Uh, okay, that. so Tyler's a, a veteran, right? And he's in yeah. a, he's in a long-term rehabilitation, and he's being used as a lab rat, right? And he's trying to get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's on the line with us now. And Nicholas Bayoki, who's a 31-year-old, is also being a medical hostage in Middlesex Hospital, who I'm trying to currently help get out. Um, oh, unfortunately, wow. he requested a hearing, and they gave him antipsychotics, and he had two people there who didn't ask the medical professionals the right questions. When you're in on an involuntary hold, it's important for everybody to find out what their state laws are. So Connecticut isn't exactly the same as Florida. In Florida, where Elvira was, she didn't sign anything at the hospital. That's key. She didn't have a guardian or conservator. That was also a great on her behalf. And she didn't have pending charges against her. So in the state of Florida, they can't hold you more than 72 hours if you don't have a guardian or conservator, you don't sign anything, and you don't have pending charges. And if they did, mm. and they keep her eight or nine days, I think nine days. And um, so Tanya sent them a very threatening letter, and she also included the IRS and Medicaid. And she said Elvira Williams did not sign anything. Um, she doesn't have a guardian or conservator, nor does she have pending charges against her. Therefore, you were supposed to release her after 72 hours. And and if you since you haven't released her, you are committing fraud if you bill Medicaid. Um, for more than seven well, Connie, well, Connie that's, he, that's fucked up. gave him the regulation in a PDF. Connie, I fucked up. I signed all sorts of shit, and I got a conservator and a guardian. But I, I don't fired his lawyer. Or actually, I don't have any pending charges. Yeah. Um, oh, Dwayne okay. Kirkland. Why did you sign, did you sign anything? And and if you did sign anything, you can always revoke your signature. You yeah, can you, say can was, you can say it was that's under what, duress. That's what Dwayne Kirkland is recommending, that I say I was under duress. And yeah, Dwayne right. Kirkland sent, sent my lawyer the constitutional beneficiary documentation that is putting my lawyer as the defendant and me as the plaintiff. And my, my lawyer jumped ship. He said, I, I can't represent you in this case because I, I'm liable. And he's, yeah. he's not representing me anymore. You can really you can probably make a case with, with these kinds of uh, forced hospitalizations referred to, against the First Amendment and Fourth Amendment, your, your right to freedom of speech. Even if somebody thinks what you're saying is delusional, you have a right to say it. As long as you're not a threat to somebody else, you know, as long as you're not going to hurt anybody. And you also have a right to your own mm-hmm. privacy and your person and your belongings. 
And and mm-hmm. absolutely, you know, force, forcible hospitalization violates both of those. But good yeah. luck with the lawyer. I mean, I can understand why a lot of them don't because the judges don't give a shit about the Constitution anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so when they first brought you in, did they have a signed, notarized affidavit? Whoever was responsible for you going in, did they ever show you a signed, notarized affidavit? Because that's the only way they can take you, if that's my understanding. And that's what I'm going to use to try to undo the mess that Nicholas is in, is there's not a, from my knowledge, there was no signed, notarized affidavit by any person who, um, when they picked him up. Well, yeah. the interesting thing is there was a series of, of homes of treatment uh, residency centers that he's, this is now the third one, the, and they kept bouncing him back to the VA as soon as he wouldn't take his, his forced medication, that circle that all those lawsuits with federal government are. Right, so that's what they're trying to do with Nicholas. They just served him with two papers. One is they want to move him to Connecticut Valley Health, which is a mental oh, hospital. Wow. And number two, they want to force medicate and assign him a guardian. So, uh, and have you been in touch with CCHR, Citizens um, Commission on Human Rights? Because they specialize in this. Like, and I'm going to help Nicholas file his appeal to the judge's decree stating that he's severely disabled because this is a healthy 31-year-old guy, you know, he's, he's coherent, he's refusing to take meds. But now they're serving court orders. So, anyways, you, I, I believe that you, if you never, if nobody ever signed, um, well, did you have a guardian before you went in? I no, I went in here May of last year, so I've been here for a year, and my mother took me to court for guardianship shortly after. So uh, yes, okay. I do. So if you didn't have a guardian before, you need to find out, you need to ask, you might need to subpoena whoever is responsible for getting you in there, whether it was the police or whomever. Somebody, somebody re- filed a report to get you in there. Or did you go in there on your well, own? There's an, there's, there's an affidavit. There's a court order that put me here. Uh, okay. By but, and your mom? Who's, Anyway, Which is the first thing to say, seeing someone at the VA, that's when they did what they did, right, Tyler? Yes, I was at the VA psych ward when they had the court hearing. It was inside the psych ward, and the judge uh, made the court order or affidavit right there. And after I got out of the psych ward, I was put here at the residential care facility. Did did you say something about energy weapons or something? Yes. I was at the VA. Yes. Okay, but who who signed, who did a signed notarized affidavit before before you got put in? And if if nobody did, that might be your way out. Is that yeah. um, well, everything that's been done to you was harmful and mm-hmm. um, and unjust and goes against your constitutional rights because mm-hmm. nobody produced a uh, did a signed notarized affidavit to admit you. Wow. 
that's what I'm going to use for Nicola. I'm getting coached by other people. So, um, anyways, I'm going to contact CCHR. This is their specialty. I'll have to fill out an intake form on his behalf. I also have to subpoena his medical records because Middlesex Hospital won't give them to me and they won't give them to him until he gets discharged and the chances of him getting discharged, so I have to, we have to subpoena them. And, wow. and we're going to file a federal lawsuit against Middlesex Hospital, Dr. Latif, uh, Jennifer Schmidt, who's the social worker, we're, yeah, and the probate court judge, all of them, they're going to be hit with a federal lawsuit. Uh, because what they're doing is the one, Tyler, that went up against the original Nazi Operation Paperclip judge in Connecticut that's still living there that I called and he answered the phone and I hung up. No, that's not really still living. You're talking about Dr. Montel. Montel. Dr. Montel. He's the psychiatrist the state of Connecticut uses and he's not licensed. And yes, he's one of the original. Nazi German scientist paperclip project people. Yeah, yeah. Patrick kept saying, oh, he, nobody can be still living back from that time. And I said, well, he's probably in his 80s now, but, yeah, he's still alive. And he just and, kept and saying, oh, no, he can't be alive. They use him to commit people. He fills out forms, even though he's not a licensed doctor anymore. He lost his license or something. The, the state of Connecticut can't they can't, can't, throw it in jail for, for medical malpractice for, for that? For not having a license, practicing without a license? Well, it needs to be exposed that the state of Connecticut is using a Nazi German scientist project paperclip doctor to involuntarily commit people and, and force and Medicaid. And practicing without a license. That's the way they're the one their civil rights. And now they're yeah, constitutional rights. Practicing without Anyways, a license is most, uh, my recommendation to avoid what Tyler is going through, most PIs are electrically sensitive from the sheer targeting. And there's mm-hmm. EM, now there are EMF doctors almost in every state. They're usually occupational environmental doctors, occupational doctors. And, and, they're, and I urge people, if you can um, get, I have a one-page letter, and it says to the untrained medical eye or somebody not, unfamiliar with EMF sensitivity, EHS, electrical hypersensitivity, the person could be perceived as having behavioral or psychological issues because they will not experience the same symptoms under the same conditions. And it states Constance Robinson is EMF, EHS sensitive. And um, so anyway, this one-page letter is worth gold. Um, it's not the only thing I have. I other I have other documentation like my my chip scan and stuff. But um, I urge people to get this letter and then carry it in your pocket. So if they ever do try to haul you off, you produce the letter, and um, it, that alone might not do it, you know. But I think even if he did, even if Tyler did talk about anything, there are patents, there are documentation that this technology is out there. Our government is experimenting with it. Um, mm-hmm. Even the Air Force, they're doing non-conventional oh, yeah. human experimentation with the neurological system. The low radiation experimentation is tacked on to the 702 bill that got renewed. Low radiation experimentation ran, I think, from 2005, expired on 2018. Well, it got renewed. They're using aeronautical, aeronautical mm-hmm. technologies. 
And and so um, Diane from Maryland has sent me the link. And, and that, mm-hmm. I'm sure, is part of the TI program. I think the Air Force non-consensual experimentation with the neurological system is a part of it. But I mm-hmm. think as far as Tyler getting out, he needs he can revoke his signature on whatever he signed with the VA and the hospital, the place that he's at. And um, is your mom, does your mom want you to be there or she wants you out? Because that makes a big difference. It's whoever your guardian is. She wants him there. Yeah, she, she wants me to stay here. But she said he's no she danger. Wants, she, he knows out, she wants you to stay there. Is she who yes. had you is she the one who had you hospitalized? Yes. Yep. Oh man, that sucks. You're making money you, on them. You you can possibly you can get to change your guardian. That might be another good thing because um that's another thing. Nicholas's mom thinks he should be there and take the meds and all this stuff. Well, I don't know if it's mind control, um, or what. But she obviously doesn't. Oh yeah, she, my mom is definitely mind controlling. Okay. She, so she, okay. Well, if if I was you, if if she wants you to take meds and everything, maybe you can find a compromise. Um, if you know, if you talking about this stuff is what led you to be hospitalized, there may be a way to avoid medication and just, you know, I hate to say this, you know, to tell you to treat a family member this way, but don't trust your mom. Like, don't talk to your mom about. Oh, don't. Don't let. Don't let, her know, don't let her know you're involved in this stuff or that you're worrying about it. Just keep silent about it. Like, my family, I went through the exact same thing. I, I was, like, 23 years oh, old. Wow. Um, the first time it happened, I was 19. The second time, I was 23. Um, I made the mistake. I did not know what was going on. I was confused. I didn't understand the technology. I didn't know what gang stalking mm-hmm. was. I didn't know yeah. about any of this stuff. To me, I was just scared out of my mind. Like, I, you know, and I, the first person I thought to go to was my own mother and my family. Well, of course, they didn't believe it. I, I was frantically looking it up and trying to figure out what was going on. And in the meantime, you know, all they're thinking is, oh, my God, we have to, you know, put them in a mental hospital or whatever else. And, you know, it came down to it. They think that I had some kind of temporary psychosis. I have managed to avoid medication. I refused medication when I was hospitalized. I refused it, and the doctors permitted it. And you can make an argument to refuse doing that legally. Unless, you know, you can be proven that you're going to harm someone or harm yourself, they can't make you take it. Unless they have I'm a support or something. They, but you, you, can, you can refuse to take it, and they can't force you. But, um, you know, it came down to it. I just had to stop talking to my family about this stuff. And those are the first people I wanted to go to because I didn't know what was going on. But the more I learned, the more I, you know, unfortunately, the more I learned, I learned that I couldn't trust, you know, my friends and family about this issue. I'm still friends with them. I still love my family, but I know that I can't discuss this one subject with them. Okay. Um, Connie, look at look at that cut. I told you that living, uh, that psychiatric uh, living will that is on Neil and Skizit's website because that states right there that you cannot be forced to take any medication. I tell everybody, get that thing notarized. Carry it in your purse or your pocket. And that could even still help him. If you would read that and, and study that, you, you would see what's going on there. Uh, um, if the, if uh, Tyler's mother says that he's not a harm to himself or others, 
she said he's more Donnie. dangerous. Donnie. He could get Donnie. possibly uh, 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 get you know, be, and that's the only way they can keep him there. Connie, right. I have my I have my mother on recording saying that I'm not harmed myself or anybody else. I recorded her ass saying that. Well, well then that's so you evidence. need to get that I think what Well, if, is- if you can if you can prove that you're not a, not a threat to yourself or others, that you have not self-harmed, that you do not intend to, that you do not have any plans to hurt anyone else legally, you know, let's say, you know, granted, if they're taking your word for it, they're not going to trust you. They're always going to do that. But if you were to have a lawyer or something, and I'm not saying you should even go that far, but as long as you do nothing to hurt yourself or hurt someone else, it's going to be difficult for them to continue to have you hospitalized under those circumstances. Until you hurt yourself or someone else or so show some sign of aggression, they legally can't really do this to you. I mean, if it were brought into well, court, they're, and they're going to know that, and they're not going to continue and push the issue. You don't know the I, think, I think they have to get another hearing, if I'm not mistaken, since he is court There's going to be another hearing. Out. Next one. And, There's going to be another hearing. That's when you need to present that. Well, just, you know, in that case, if you're court ordered. If you're court ordered in that case, just do whatever you can to not be aggressive. Don't hurt yourself. You know, don't compromise your situation. Just, I hate to say it, just be on your best behavior. That's really all you can do. That's what I did in my situation. I was hospitalized. The first time, I thought I'd lost my mind when I was being gang stalked. The second time, it was un- I unwillingly went to the hospital, and I was very angry about it. I just did everything I could to, you know, cooperate, with the exception of taking medications. And I eventually got out, and eventually my family got used to it. And they they now believe that, I was in a psychosis and fell out of it and that I recovered from it. And, you know, truth be told, you know, if my doctors, I I don't really see a regular doctor, but if they knew what I really believed and what I'm involved in, they would absolutely believe I'm still psychotic. Yeah. But but because they don't know, you know, and because I'm not doing anything to hurt myself or someone else, they'd have no reason to hospitalize me. Now, the thing is, once you've been hospitalized against your will, it it builds up a... um, Take the record of, you know, your hospitalizations with the law, with law enforcement and everything, you have to really be careful once that's happened because once it has, you know, all a family member has to do is say that, you know, you're going to hurt yourself or hurt someone else, and immediately law enforcement is required to come and pick you up, basically. If they get it, and, and that court order will be filed very, very quickly. The judge will easily, you know, sign off on it and pass it through the channel, and they'll have you picked up. You know, you have to be very sure it doesn't get to that point because, unfortunately, that's the way our system works. Well, once you've been, you, once you've been hit, it. they can immediately have to be Me and Tyler, I'm not going to talk now because other people are talking. Uh, you have my number, Amy. You can give it to Tyler. I'll give him some advice on what he can do. Call me tomorrow you, because I can't tell you what I need to tell you on this call. Okay. Okay, okay that sounds great. Thank you, Connie, Then so awesome and everything that you're doing and you have done um, this is history in the making folks what she's done is history in the making we're seeing things that could never people would laugh and say could never be done she did and and all of you are, are help, helping to make part of that happen so I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart that everyone who's done you know whether we've lost people in this realm, we're going to see them in the next. I know that. 
But while we're here in the now, we are supposed to fight. We are not supposed to lean up, just play dead and, and take it, not for for anyone. So I'm glad we're, we, we've got this mighty army of people across the nation and across the world in this um, revolution, whatever you want to call it. But we are the re- revolution now. Well, let, let me explain to the last guy who was talking why I've been hospitalized in the past five years eight times. It's because my perps and my people that were attacking me with the V2K and the DW told me that if I would go into the psych ward that they would stop. So I wanted to make the pain stop. So they did when I would go into the psych ward, and that's what they were doing. They were trying to build up the record. Um, well, you know, another thing you have to realize, and you probably do by now, you know, even if you do go into the hospital, they might stop momentarily, but they can always just start it up again. Like, it's not like you're on some contractual agreement with these people that, you know, as long as you have yourself hospitalized, that they're going to stop attacking you. And even if you, even if you take, even if you take, even if you take medication and stuff, you know, they could they could stop attacking you while you're taking the medication, but they could also choose to just start it up again. Hi, Lily. Hi, Lily. Hey, Tyler. Yes. Did you ever? Did you? Oh, were you able to? Really? Who's making all that noise? Dude, she's liking that. Oh, she's liking that. She's like palling around. Okay, move this now, William. Amy, Amy, put your belt. She's just playing. She's like, oh, okay. I'll flirt with you. Amy? (laughs) She's playing hard to get now. Amy? What in the world? I'm sorry. On go ahead. I'm outside walking my dog, so I'm sorry, go ahead. I thought somebody was talking to a pet. I thought somebody was talking to a pet. Okay, hold on a second. Gabby, Gabby, quite, 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 quite. All right, I'm sorry. Amy? Yes? Yes? I thought somebody was talking to a pet. I was like, what is that? Oh, I'm sorry. My dog saw another dog. Amy doesn't have the sense to star six. Tyler. If, if I star six, then Tyler can't hear unless, Tyler, you call in on that number I gave you. Oh, I thought he was on his own line. Tyler, you still on? Yeah. Tyler, are you still on? Yeah, well, yeah why did you just uh, get out of can the you, meeting? Can you, yeah. Can you call in, Tyler? Can you call Hello, in? Am, am I still on the meeting? Hey, Tyler, Tyler. You, you said this has been going. You said you've been hospitalized eight times in I think the past five years or five times in the past eight years. I don't remember. Um, what exactly has happened? You said they had um told you they would they would leave you alone if you would hospitalize yourself. Um, could you tell us a little bit better. more about that? <laughs> Hi. Hey, you have you have I, a microphone. You have I, a I can't mute you, Tyler, without you dropping off the line. You're going to have to drop off the line, Tyler. Yourself. There's an option for that on your phone. No, Amy. not on my... I don't have a smartphone. I'm not on a smartphone. I don't have that option. So if I mute myself, then it mutes you too. So you're just going to have to call into that number. I know the stuff is probably making you sleepy right now, but you're going to have to just call in your, yourself in order for me to 
you know, if I uh, mute anyway. my phone, then it mutes you too. Um, to answer the last guy who was just calling, um, let me explain that. They would, they would, they would be uh, attacking my heart. And be... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said they kept attacking your heart? Yes. All right, get it here. Oh, boy. Girl. Did you did you say before I, I may have misheard, but did you say you were from Carolina, the Carolinas? Yes, yeah, South I Carolina. Columbia. Wait, you said South Carolina? Yes. Oh wow, I'm actually from South Carolina too. Like I live in um in Easley, like in the upstate. Okay, I'm living in Columbia. Okay, so you live in the capital. That that's pretty cool. I'm glad to meet somebody else from South Carolina, but I'm sorry that you're going through this. My question yeah. for Tyler were you would you are you able to reach Seth Farber? I've I've already talked to Seth Farber. And Seth Farber told me that his approach would be to tell the court that I'm recovered from my schizophrenia because Everything I said when I uh, when I was talking about targeting an electromagnetic influence was me under stress, and that I, I don't believe in those things anymore, and I'm recovered from schizophrenia. And he was going to help me build that and 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 testify under those terms. Does that mean he will? You know the you know the yeah. unfortunate thing about that approach is you know while it it may work. You know, in, in my case, I just stopped discussing. You know, if they were to ask me, do I believe in something like this, I'm under no real obligation to even answer you. I would just refuse to say it. You know, and since, and if you can exhibit no signs of, you know, uh, you know, stress or, you know, whatever, as the criteria, you can exhibit no signs of the criteria for which they can hospitalize you, it doesn't really matter what you believe. As long as you're not going to hurt somebody else or whatever, it's your First Amendment you know, right, to believe or espouse whatever belief you want to in regards to practically anything as long as it's not going to harm someone else. So, I mean, that's just my take on it. You know, that's one way you could get out of it. You could say that I know you no longer believe these things. You're no longer, it was a temporary psychosis. Oh, you, I were, you, you were confused and delusional and whatever else. And sure, that may work, but, I mean... Just in my case, I would just I would just stop thinking it because there's only doctors can't even really yeah, help you. Here's some soup. Hello. 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 I mean, the one thing a doctor can help you with is, is say if there's like you know some kind of medical medically verifiable you know damage to your body, they can help you with that. But but they don't but they don't really have they don't really have the expertise or the equipment. To, to prove the mechanism Daddy, of the attack. Cut off the wrong one, trying to get rid of background noise. Go ahead. Uh, you, you said you were talking to Seth Farber, and he told you um, to, to just say that um, you no longer believe these Daddy, things. Up. Yeah, she'll sit or she'll lay down. She knows the signal. Oh. Or you can't can't shut up, Anthony. All right, sorry guys. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't have talk shoe on my phone, so. You can go and understand that you're I fighting for your life right now, and I she needs cut, to have a little bit more consideration. It. Yeah, I cut and pasted it to send it to you. Okay, if you don't have, what do you mean you have talk to? You, it's a number you can call in, Tyler. You down yeah, I gave you the number, Tyler, and the code. Just call okay, I'll call. Four, I'll call. Four, four. Just like on Derek's call. Yeah, but it's a different number. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like that, except you just, you know, yeah, you know, Neil, the 724 number, and then you put in the, the code. Neil said it, 724-444-7444 is the number to call, and then 134999 is the ID. Yeah, yeah that's what I pound. gave him. Then you have to hit pound. Hit pound, and then one, and, and then, then pound. pound. You know, I mean, the bottom line here is we have a corrupted legal system. Organized crime is making money off of bike board beds full. So anything to get him out of there, they've already slapped the psych label on him. Can we do some star sixes and cut down the background noise a little bit? Yeah, maybe she could put her hand over the phone that she's on or something. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have like Charles Mingus playing in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I'll just mute. No, so I talk. no, that, that's not the problem. It 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 was it was Amy. Well, really, my only, my best advice I could give you, I've been in a similar situation, though. I've not been hospitalized that many times for, I mean, if it's been, I've been hospitalized quite a few times. Like, I have a history of, you know, I don't, I mean, I really hate using the word mental illness or whatever, but I've struggled since I was a teenager with depression and various other issues because of the environment in which I was raised. And, you know, when I was young and naive, I put my trust in, you know, mental health services and everything. And, you know, when I got older and, you know, re- you know, crazier things started to happen, my immediate reaction was I, maybe, I, I basically gaslighted myself. I was in denial. And I put my – I checked myself in a hospital when I thought I was being, you know, gang-stalked. I was, you know, I thought part of me was saying I'm being gang-stalked. This is real. What is going on? I was confused. The other part of me was, like, I did not want to believe it was real. I put my check myself in the hospital thinking, you know, if I just take meds and take a little, you know, vacation in the in the hospital, it'll go away. <clears throat> when I got to the hospital, I was staying in my room and, and you know, one of the nurses came out and just told me, You should just kill yourself and they continued in in that at that moment when she said that, I knew that I was not just tripping. I was not losing my mind, that this was really going on. Something very, very wrong was occurring because I had never been harassed in a mental hospital. It had always been, you know, very welcoming and supportive, and all of a sudden it was extremely hostile, like overtly. And, um, you know, it just continued like that, and these nurses harassed me in there um, repeatedly, and I was just like, you know, shit, I'll just do whatever I need to do to get out of here, and I'll just shut up about it. And I was lucky. That was when I was 19. I was lucky because when I got out, I immediately discontinued the medication, um, I actually tapered off of it because it was an antipsychotic. I had to look it up. Um, they, they prescribed me Seroquel, and, you know, anyone who's taken it, it has really horrible side effects. 
luckily I didn't experiment with I, I didn't experience them, but I knew from I mean, or rather I assumed from what I'd read about it, it was very dangerous. So I weaned off of it over the course of several weeks. And it seemed like a complete recovery. And then when I was 23, you know, the same thing started happening again on a, on a different level. And um, I, I talked to my family about it because it was so much worse, and they immediately checked me into a hospital. So the same thing happened. I just chose to shut up about it. And I learned that if this is really going on, and that's what, my, what, what I had experienced, everything in my being was telling me that it was real. So I just chose to be quiet about it and keep it to myself. And for the most part, I adapted to survive like that under, you know, these kinds of attacks and whatever else. And um, as far as everyone else is concerned, they think I experienced a momentary psychosis. When in truth, you know, my views have not changed at all. My experience has not changed. I've merely adapted. And that's really all I can suggest to someone who, you know, someone else has legal authority over. You, You just need to adapt. You need to find a way to keep it to yourself, but also find a way to, to still progress and fight and do things for yourself and to resist, but in a way which keeps you out of legal trouble. <clears throat> because you don't want to end up, you know, in these hospitals in, in a cycle where these people can force you into them and attack you because not a good way to be. <clears throat> Is is the person that we were we were talking to still here even? Hello? Is anybody there? What the hell? Yeah, I'm here, but I don't know what happened if Tyler is still here. and doesn't know how to press star six. Is the guy that was on here talking earlier, is he still here? I don't know if he if he uh if he up from Amy's phone. Tyler, yeah, Tyler, I gave him the number, I just texted to him again. He's not getting my messages. Yeah, so we don't so, know if he's trying to call back in, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get him to call back in on his own line. All right, hold on. I'm going to try to get him back on. Okay, cool.
whoever is typing on their keyboard are six. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just muted.
and and uh, you know there are various other towns as I've told you before here in California that are also rejecting or denying their their permits. Uh, but uh, we want we want uh, uh, we want a recognition acknowledgement of how harmful this uh, this uh, wireless radiation is, uh, you know, biologically and environmentally, and we want we want them to stop it. But we also figure one of the best ways to send them a message is to have a, you know, a global boycott, also a global girlcott of, of Verizon. You know? <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, it is. But it's also a good idea. You know, it we, is. You know, and I just want to tell you, you're you're messing with a multi-billion dollar company that's quite likely the core of organized crime. So please be extra careful, all of you. Neil, it is a trillion dollar industry. Uh, 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 last two years ago, they 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 uh, netted like a uh, 416 billion. Yep, it's big money. It is. They don't care about your health either. They don't give. They don't give. They certainly do not. They do not. But anyway, here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.